So you have a horse, uh, he's uh, two to one. He's going to pay $6.40, right? You're going to bet $40 into the race, but all of it is contingent on this horse winning. You're going to bet exactly as you're going to bet tries trying to make the score. All right, so you whiff on all of that, and meanwhile, you could have had 40 to win on the horse and got back $128 for your 40. You would have been up $84, right? Or $88. Uh, but why would you do that when you could fuck it up? That's what we do. <laughs> And then show the guy your losing ticket with your bad breath. Uh, you know, you just had a salami sandwich and, uh, you know, something that was laced with garlic. And you get right in the guy's face and, whoa, look at that. He left out the two. <laughs> like anybody wants to hear about your sorry losing ways, especially in those circumstances, because they're losing too. If you're, you know, happen to know the guy's winning, maybe throws you a couple of bucks and says, uh, you know, here, DeForest, get out of my face here with your whining and your fetching. Unbelievable. Not, nothing worse than a guy. Sh I, is there anything worse in a gambling situation than a guy showing he was losing ticket at the track? Oh, yeah, that's the worst. And they all and you all do it. Constantly. Bitch. Everybody, right? Oh, look, look at that. I left I out the two. Well, well, you're an asshole. That's why you left out the two. <laughs> you lost. Just admit it. You're a lousy handicapper, a poor money manager, and you really have no business being here in the first place. And guess what? You haven't had a winning year in your life. But here we are. <laughs> Every day. The time. Wake up with Defoe. Joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Great to be with you here on the Defoe Show. Well, we made it through another week and arrived at another degenerate Friday, so we should have a good time today. Jeff DeForest and one Mike Luby Lubitz, and we'll be with you till 9 o'clock Eastern time here on the live version of the program. And then later on, we'll have a little Mike Mayo's Lunchbox at 12 o'clock, and that'll wrap up our week. And uh, it's been a heck of a lot of fun being with you all week long. Uh, Luby zeroing in on a rather... I guess, uh, what would it be? A milestone, a landmark, Impressive. a benchmark, a birthday. <laughs> that was always, uh, I mean, that was the critical one, wasn't it? Uh, like when you were 13, you couldn't picture or imagine being 30. No way. When you're in your 20s, you can't imagine being 40. Mm. And when you're 40 plus, you can't ever imagine making it to 71 like I have. I mean, it's just something you can't envision, but uh, you are going to come zeroing in Luby on the big four row. And that's happening on Sunday. We should have yes. on Mike Mayo's lunchbox, uh, some kind of celebratory event going on on Monday. Although, you know, me, the Prince of procrastination will be <laughs> Mayo has left me with the arrangements. Oh, thanks, man. And I've yet to make any at this point. So what are we at Friday? All right. A better hustle. Find somebody that wants to host a uh, Luby birthday party on Monday on Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, do you notice this? I mean, do you feel this way as, uh, you know, we're here on Friday. And I remember getting up on Monday morning and thinking, oh, man, uh, you know, just starting another week, which uh, I don't consider this to be any high level degree of difficulty, except uh, what we do for some reason. We want to punish ourselves and wake up early in the morning. Yes. We could be doing this at three in the afternoon, Luby. <laughs> we could. <laughs> be just as easy i don't know we might have just the same number of people uh you know viewing or listening uh we were trying to carry on a principle from uh something that we were doing for 11 plus years mm -hmm. on the radio and figured uh, all right uh, people want something some kind of option to listen to on their way to work which yes today if you're living in south florida and you happen to be heading south uh the only way to describe it is such ugliness uh do you see what's going on on 995 like like three blades blocked oh, going south around hollywood boulevard and uh and when they do the aerial and the peel back 
It's kind of like that same peel back they had with the Hank Aaron testimonials on the Barry Bonds home run chase, where <laughs> they peel back and there's two guys in hoods with machine guns to his head saying, go ahead, Hank, tell him it's a great accomplishment. You did it. You know what it's like. Tell him it's a great accomplishment. And uh, meanwhile, all Hank uh, Aaron can think is, uh, my God, I mean, uh, the syringe is still sticking out of his fanny as he comes to the plate here. <laughs> So why would I uh, want to embrace or endorse that? But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it was uh, ugly. They, they peel back the uh, aerial shot, and, and then you see all the way, like, uh, to, like, Delray Beach. I mean, miles of cars just piled up there uh, waiting to try and make it into that one lane that was uh, available to uh, go through uh, whatever this accident was. And, uh, hey, look, I mean, it's tough out there, right? Five in the morning, you got to deal with that. That is nasty. But, uh, yeah, th- this is pretty uh, relatively easy. I mean, for us, I don't know. You you kind of bop back and forth. But me, I literally, I roll out of bed and like two feet away is the setup here. Still takes me an hour and a half to get myself uh, ready for the whole thing, even though it seems like we're completely unprepared and that we're just shooting from the hip and the lip uh, the entire time. And not to go uh, Mike Lupica here and steal his thunder, but uh, we are literally shooting from the lip. Uh, from the start, I, I did do some uh, preparation though for today's show, and uh, I don't know how necessary it is because we have uh, the usual cavalcade of stars coming. Mm-hmm. With the exception, we had a late scratch. Is that true from Mark Lawrence? Yeah. Nice Although we night. do have his selections, did he give you the theory behind his selections or just no. raw picks? Just raw picks. I know. Raw sort of picks. Sad. Yeah. All right. Wow, Eric Brandon uh, weighing in here. Yes, this great. is great. Eric Brandon, good morning, sir. We love Eric Brandon, man, and uh, he's going to catch us finally, I think, with that Saturday show record because uh, he's still doing a fishing yeah. show on uh, 940 Winds, which is now known as uh, Fox Radio, I believe, yep. and uh, doing a great job. That That is a great show. We used to love following that with the Hylia Park Tribute Challenge on Saturdays, and uh, there was a tremendous love and respect for anybody that does weekend radio, uh, especially, uh, you know, Eric, uh, a veteran, and is it fair to say, I, I'm not sure... Not sure if I would give the nod. I, I I would put Eric in the same category as that guy. You know that guy, Reno Grant. Yeah, 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 with that, the voice. Uh, tremendous voice. I mean, just tremendous. Eric Moore of the. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Reno Grant is uh, doing traffic reports, but wow, is he booming out there? Yep. And uh, Eric was a longtime DJ down here. We love him. He's selling boats now. If you need a boat, call uh, Eric Brandon. Yep. I think he's with. Uh, is it Bob Hughes uh, or just Hughes Boats? Oh, Eric Brandon, yeah, you, you let us know. He's right uh, there. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, great. Ask him. Ask him. Eric, will you Hey, where are you working there? <laughs> that fishing show is dynamite, man. I, I listen great. to it even though I don't fish. No, it's great. Well, I was driving to work, essentially, also, but um, I, I always enjoyed that very much. So, yeah. uh, Eric, uh, hello and, and good morning. Good morning, sir. Um, a lot of things to address here, and we're going to have the Greek with us. Uh, he's going to have his selections. Yep. Mark Lawrence, we have his picks, but we don't have uh, Mark Lawrence uh, going to be here with us physically. And uh, that's always great because uh, I, I love to explore the wildness of his theories on handicapping. And he always gives us uh, something uh, out of the you know, twilight zone when it comes to the theory. And then you listen to uh, all of his mathematical permutations and applications and you're thinking the man is a genius. Now, he hasn't been hitting a, at the usual uh, hot clip yet. So, uh, you know, this is actually good for our viewers and listeners because he's going to get he's going to get a run going. And so, I mean, that's a key in any kind of degeneracy is that you have to be able to hang in there and keep uh, whatever semblance of your bankroll together that you can during the times where you're not particularly on it. And that way you're ready to just unload when when you finally get to the point where you're feeling it a little bit and you're starting to get on a streak. And, you know, like all things in life, uh, life or uh, most things in life, gambling is a very streaky proposition. 
Much like teams get on streaks, they go on winning streaks, losing streaks. Gamblers almost perpetually in a losing streak. When they do get hot, you have to cash in. So uh, that's a big key is to hang yep. in there during the times when they're tough yep. and not have to replenish. Uh, you don't want to be making the uh, fabled walk of shame when you're at the track over to the ATM machine unless and, and you find yourself in case anybody notices that your ATM at the ATM machine, you try to pretend that you just got there and didn't bring any money when you came. That, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just getting bankrolled together. I, I do want to say this, and, and a big news around town here in South Florida yesterday, of course, was the uh, sentencing hearing uh, coming to a conclusion and the verdict being hanged, hang, handed down by the uh, jury where uh, they decided that Nicholas Cruz, who was the Parkland uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shooter, which uh, was four years ago. I guess it's four years plus, right? Is it zeroing in on five now? Yeah. Because that was Valentine's Day. And I, I do remember, and, and this was always... I mean, it was interesting to be in the sports genre. We're in the toy department and then have to deal with reality. I remember doing uh, many, many hours uh, on the air after uh, Hurricane Andrew. And it felt good in the way that uh, people uh, would say, hey, listen, man, all we had was a radio. You kept our spirits up during that period of time, gave us a lot of valuable information. And uh, just the fact that uh, we had a voice to listen to that was familiar and that was making us laugh and kind of see the bright side of whatever was uh, there to, to look at in that perspective. Uh, very, very thankful for that. And that's a very rewarding thing about being in the broadcasting business. Uh, happened to be on the air during the actual attack of 9-11. And nobody knew what was going on at first. I, I remember, uh, and I specifically remember a guy named John Jarris, who was a general sales manager of one of the FM stations in the place we were working. Uh, at the time, I was on uh, 560 WQAM with Joe Rose and Steve Goldstein with the first team. And at first, uh, you know, somebody ran in and said, can you believe this? Some crackpot flew a plane into the World Trade Center. And you're thinking, all right, some guy that was, uh, you know, flying yeah, a private judge. jet. Yep, yep. Didn't know what he was doing. And, and what a shame. And then uh, a few minutes later, uh, John Jarris comes in, uh, running in and going, it, it, it's an attack. As a second plane uh, hit the uh, World Trade Center. And uh, you were like, oh, my God, this is this is awful. And I remember being on the air for about a week after that. And, and it was very somber. But. Uh, and, of course, the program director made a, a very bad call and said, oh, well, we're not going to discuss this at all here. We're a sports no. station. No. And we're like, no, people need an avenue to go ahead and uh, air their views and uh, to just feel some comfort that they got whatever it was that they had to say off their chest. And maybe they want to get some feedback on the things that's saying and hear from other people. Uh, it was an opportunity, really, to uh, kind of unite the community. And we had the means to do it. And so I, I always felt it was a very important position to take and one to uh, take. Not that we take anything overwhelmingly seriously, but in this case, it was time to drop the shtick for a little while and, and uh, get into some thoughtful conversation about what was going on in the world. And so uh, here's my two cents on that. And we, we talked about it yesterday with Mike Mayo. He, he was very uh, sincere in his thoughts because he got to know some of the families of the victims of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, high school shooting. Nicholas Cruz was the uh, trigger man there. And um, obviously, uh, normal people, that would be my first uh, you know, theory, normal people don't do this sort of thing. So if, if you wanted to say that the guy was crazy, of course he was crazy. I, I don't know that I've ever thought about, uh, well, let me see, what am I going to do today? Let, let me run down to my old high school and, and uh, shoot 17 people dead and, and another 17 wounded and, and until they stop me, or it becomes, uh, you know, a point where I, I feel like I'm going to get 
shot myself. I, I, I'm just going to keep shooting and unloading. I, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go to the 50th floor of the Mandalay Bay. Now, I've thought about jumping myself, but that's why they keep the windows closed. I don't even know how this guy got the window open. but uh, And then spray bullets all over uh, some uh, country concert and kill like 50 people. That, that, that would never occur to me. Yeah. Had it ever occurred to you? Uh, like, no, hey, this no, would be no. fun today. No, Man, never. I never understand. Vi- like it, when I'm stressed out, violence isn't something that ever comes in my mind. I worry about me. Like I don't, I don't get that. That's. But again, we've talked about you can't understand crazy. Like you can't make sense of crazy. It's impossible to decipher crazy. I mean, that level of crazy, especially so. It's one thing to think you, you know, your spouse or your girlfriend is nuts. That's a whole nother matter. That's another category of crazy. This, this is like like beyond you know words like my sugar. This is insanity. All right. And obviously, there's something very, uh, you know, disturbed about a person that that would do this. Uh, so I, I don't know if you're going to judge a guy and say, uh, well, geez, you know, you should fry. Uh, you don't if you don't take into account the fact that he's crazy, uh, you know, then, yeah, of course, that, that should be the sense. Now, uh, I, I no one could condone any aspect of what this guy did or even feel much compassion for, for Nicholas Cruz. It, it, it's not. You know, the, the case that uh, you're going to sit there and go, oh, well, the poor guy, I tell you what, he had to do this because he was nuts. No, there, there's no condoning no, this. No, 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 no. But my first thought, though, and, and the first thing I wrote down, and, and I, I believe this, I mean, there's systemic failure all over the place. I, I think everybody would agree to that, that there were signs galore yeah, yeah. that this kid was badly disturbed, yep. needed help. Yep. Should have been taken off the track a long time ago, uh, yep. whether you're incarcerated or just getting him the mental help. Uh, you, uh, Luby, said that you're, you know, you're dealing with a case right now where, where it seems like the legal system doesn't understand exactly uh, the dynamics of what went on with your brother, who does have genuine mental illness problems and is on medication, yep. you know, trying to uh, deal with it so that he can live as normal a life as possible and, uh, you know, be uh, interactive with society but without harming anybody and, you know, uh, especially and, and not harming himself. So. I mean, you know, we're not very strong on that in America or anywhere around oh, the world, horrendous. for that matter. We're, well, overseas isn't so bad. Like, so I've seen some of these, I don't know if it's HBO or some of these docs where, like, they don't treat prison necessarily the same for everyone. Like, if you're mentally ill, they're not just throwing you in a prison because why would they do right. that? That's not going to help you. That's not going to... Remember, prisons are supposed to rehabilitate. They're not supposed to be... Uh, a cage for animals. Like, that's what... It, people end up becoming worse criminals in prison. They don't rehab for... Like, the recidivist, you know, the... Like, people being arrested again is ridiculously high because it's not set up for you to succeed. It's set up for you to fail. And that's... The problem with this is because of guys like him, and I guess we don't say the name, they go overboard on other people that aren't him. You know, like, some people have... it. We all have issues. Some just need some help and can't really afford good insurance, so they get screwed. This kid kept getting caught and caught and caught, and they kept putting him back out there. And it's like, he, he was uh, almost screaming for help. He was. He say. literally yeah. was. Like he was. I don't know. If he was screaming for help, but he was. He, he was uh, giving signs that were Indirectly. so dangerous that somebody had to intervene at some point, and uh, nobody did. Of course, they, they ignored all of that. Uh, you know, and I'm not blaming anybody else, but Nicholas Cruz for for what happened at uh, the the Stallman Douglas shooting. But, but but the first thing I wrote down was, uh, well, why does anybody need a machine gun? And in talking about this, I mean, there's so many different aspects to it. But, you know, the whole idea, even uh, as I referenced uh, that, that Mandalay Bay shooting, which was horrific. I mean, 50 some odd people died in, in that shooting. It, it, 
Imagine you're in Las Vegas just walking around. It, it happened uh, recently where some uh, maniac is stabbing people there was a shooting yesterday. On, on the strip. There was a shooting yesterday in Raleigh, uh, Raleigh North Carolina. Yes. You're on a jogging trail, and all of a sudden, it's raining bullets, and uh, five people died uh, in uh, another maniacal attack uh, from uh, some nutbag who, who decided that he was going to go out, uh, I don't know, uh, whether to make a name for himself or get uh, retribution for what he thought uh, were, were the wrongs. I mean, and there's so many examples of this that, that you keep coming back to the same thing. Why the fuck does anybody need a machine gun? To live in American society. Why are these weapons being sold? And, and here we are. I mean, the real tragedy here, uh, among the many tragedies, but, uh, you know, the bottom line, the ongoing tragedy is, is that nothing really has changed in that regard. You still have all of these right-wing Republicans saying, oh, Second Amendment, they're going to take our guns away. Nobody's saying that, right? You want to own a pistol and go to the shooting range or you want to go out there and do a little duck hunting? Look, uh, I'm not a fan of it, but, uh, you know, far from uh, me, you know, far be it from me to, you know, condemn it. Uh, Fine. You want to own a gun? Own a gun. But uh, I I don't know that anybody needs to own an AK-47. And you would think, uh, as was the case, I mean, uh, should there not be at least some database that tracks, okay, Here's a guy that's had, uh, you know, eight, eight or nine different uh, felony charges against him in the past. And he just bought a 500 uh, round, uh, you know, bag of ammunition in one gun store, went somewhere else about two hours later, bought 500 more rounds of ammunition, went here two, two, three days later after that, bought a couple of machine guns. I mean, should somebody not be tracking this? Well, my and say, thing well is, wait a minute, let's cross-reference this. I mean, uh, somebody ought to look in on this guy. Let, let's send a nondescript yeah. car over to his house it's and, uh, you know, check in on this guy and see what this nutbag is up to. Look, the, the thing is, I'm all for not punishing someone before they do anything, but there's nothing wrong with We have so much technology now. I, look, I get it. There, there's thousands of people every day doing crazy stuff, So, and our law yeah. enforcement can't keep up with everything. But technology can. Once they're in the system, why doesn't it? When he goes on Instagram, it's like, I'm going to blow up the world. It's like, yeah. why does that not ding somewhere up? I, I, you know, I think we should check maybe, on maybe him. Maybe we want to check up on his cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Uh, there, there has to be a more sophisticated way of uh, tracking some of these things and maybe at least doing whatever prevention is possible. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to stop everything. It's just like we were talking about. I mean, it's a vague comparison, but uh, in the NFL, you, you can't legislate all of the injury possibilities and uh, concussions and, and everything else uh, that happens in terms of physical harm and long lasting disability. For football players, you can't legislate all of that out of the game yes, uh, unless you true. just stop playing the game altogether. It, it has inherent problems yep. when it comes to these things. But uh, that that really nothing of any substance has been done. I mean, uh, going back to Sandy Hook, which was just in the news again because of this uh, uh, asshole uh, Alex Jones and, and the families. I mean, that, that was the tough part. I mean, uh, the toughest part of it all is watching these families in agony. I wasn't really sure. I mean, I understand why they pursued the death penalty here, but uh, you would think, uh, you would think that because uh, Cruz pled guilty and uh, was uh, making an agreement, a concession to the state, okay, you don't have to go through all the, you know, ugliness of the trial and the expense and and all of this and then appeals. That I, I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, I did it, and uh, save you and spare you all of hey, that, all this, spare the yeah. families having to sit in court. You would have thought that the concession would have been that he, he was doing that in exchange for a life without parole sentence. 100%. But 
But the state decided to go ahead and continue to prosecute because the guy, uh, Sats, was very passionate about it. Well, Mayo, the families was, openly said, you know, we story. want this. Yeah. Like, we're not worried. We don't need him protecting us or you protecting us. We want this out there. We want him to feel what our children felt, you know? Okay. I, I mean, in the end, he well, still okay. didn't get it. It didn't and, happen, yeah. But, uh, wow, to go through all of that, I mean, it that was sucks. just uh, absolutely insane. And uh, people are, uh, you know, outraged that the verdict didn't go the way that uh, people Most had anticipated. And, and yet, I mean, that that was, you know, something that you had to at least consider what was going to happen. That, that the jury would consider mitigating circumstances like, yeah, the guy is nuts. Yeah. And, and here are the reasons why. Yeah. And... And maybe say, uh, all right, I mean, uh, in this case, I, I can't necessarily, as heinous as it was, as horrible as it was, I, I mean, there are no winners in the end. No, no, but no. the fact that nothing's been done to, uh, you know, curtail the sale of uh, AK-47s and machine guns, and that any nut, people with, with uh, known problems and uh, mental problems and, and all kinds of criminal activity in the past can go into any place and just buy one of these things and, and whatever massive amount of ammunition that they think they need to go out ahead and you know commit one of these outrageously heinous crimes nothing's really been done about that one of my lasting impressions was marco rubio stumbling and bumbling senator marco rubio running for re-election and uh you know and likely to win again in the state of florida because that's where we're at in the state of florida we are farther to the right than attila the hun as i like to say when it comes to politics, I mean, look at the trio that we have at the top there. Rubio, Rick Scott, a nutbag, criminal. And uh, oh my God. I, I will say this. Ron DeSantis, uh, his ad agency is out doing Val Demings because uh, the DeSantis, well, DeSantis commercials. DeSantis is Chris. DeSantis is Chris. Demings Chris, is yeah, Rubio. yeah, yeah, Chris. Well, that, that, if you notice, there's only two. Like, Demings did really well financially, and Rubio's nowhere to be found. And DeSantis yeah. has ridiculous national money, and Chris is nowhere to be found. Like, literally, DeSantis is on Chris, six times yeah. an hour. Is he even running, Chris? I, I he doesn't have any money. He was the guy that was running. He has no money. Yeah. So he has no ads out there. Those so. DeSantis commercials, though, will blow away anything that Charlie Chris is doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Well, they're lies. They're not true. With the wife talking about being picked up off the floor. I mean, whoosh. Well, see this all, election. So, so we're going to be led by the same people who, yeah. who have, uh, you know, they, they sit there and express their sympathies and empathies. But I remember Rubio asked specifically by one of the students. I was, was at, at the thing, town meeting. At that thing. I was there. Was and you were ridiculous. there. Yeah. And, and he says, hey, Marco, you're going to give up your gun money uh, in light of what happened. Uh, and he was like, a ham and a ham and he went crammed it. Unbelievable. All right, uh, the Greek, uh, is he going to do it uh, this week? Yes. All right, Greek we, we have to nice. make room for the Greek. He's got his picks. Yes, uh, you want to take a quick uh, break here, and then we'll come back with the Greek? Is that the way you want to work it, Ruby? Ready to go, It's sir. up to you, my friend. Yeah, ready to okay. go. Okay, all right, go. uh, we're, we're going to come back in just a moment. Uh, it, it was uh, overwhelming yesterday, all of the conversation and the coverage about this, as well it should have been, uh, and, and very, I mean, disheartening to see. I mean, how could you not feel, I mean, just the ultimate of empathy and sympathy for these people, I, I can't even imagine sending my son to school and having him not come back that day and, and how that would impact you. And, and, and it's had long lasting impact on virtually everybody. Mayo was telling a story. He's going to join us later on uh, about, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, kid that was uh, saved, actually, by one of the teachers and how he, he's he's not the same, will never be the same. After that, which, uh, yeah, look, I mean, you would imagine that uh, th this would be common to, have this uh, have uh, such a lasting and profound impact that uh, we, we could never understand what these people are going through. And these these were all caused by the actions uh, of Nicholas Cruz. And uh, does he deserve the death penalty? If anybody does, probably so. But at the same time, it didn't happen. Yeah. And that just uh, ignited the whole spark uh, all over again uh, of uh, emotional 
uh, unrest and, and uh, outrage. And, you know, that, that'll probably go on for a long period of time now. But um, I, I don't know why, why. I mean, I understand why they went ahead with it. But, but it seemed odd for the uh, state to go ahead and pursue this a- after the guilty plea was entered. It, yeah. it just did. Because yeah. you, you would have thought that that the was a natural concession. Yep. That the only reason that his uh, attorneys, uh, public defenders in this case, would have recommended he plead guilty, even though, I mean, it, it's not like the OJ case where there was even the slightest element of doubt that, that could be created. Or uh, Casey Anthony, who also, uh, you know, I mean, did it look like she oh, did no, it? I mean, huh? that was 100%. But still, yes, exactly. They, they, it was all circumstantial, very strong circumstantial. But it was all circumstantial. Like where the fuck were you when this happened? <laughs> what do you mean? Why were you buying chloroform? <laughs> exactly. And duct tape. I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. And how come you're the only one that was anywhere near this child? <laughs> exactly. I mean, how can you not convict this woman? Stupid. But, but this, I mean, there is there is video evidence of the guy going into the school with the guy. I mean, there, there's no way he's getting off. Uh, and, and getting a not guilty verdict as outrageous as some of these other uh, not guilty verdicts have been in the past, and especially in Florida courts. So the fact that he conceded to, to go ahead and plead guilty, you would have thought would have been in exchange for that concession. Yes. And uh, yes. it just was exacerbated the whole thing all over again by the fact that the state sought the death penalty, which people have mixed emotions about and mixed feelings about anyway to begin with. Yes. So... And he would have been uh, in the slammer for 20 years uh, awaiting, uh, you know, whatever uh, execution date was going to be scheduled. And no doubt there would have been a zillion appeals and stays of execution and all of that. So uh, the torture would have just been revisited over and over again. Yes. So, um, you know, it's there are no winners in in that case. Zero. Nobody wins. The only way you could win is if something was done to try and help prevent this from happening again. And unfortunately, I believe nothing was done in that regard, like 0.0. And look, it's happening almost on a daily basis. It's not even a surprise anymore to see a thing like this Raleigh story. You're going, oh, really? Only five people dead? Okay, well, it wasn't that bad. Right? I mean, it's insane what's happened in this country, and it's a shame. It really is a disgrace. And I just don't believe anybody needs to own an AK-47. I don't think they should be available to people unless you're in the military and you're on your way to yeah, Iraq or something, you're and, war, you know, exactly. you're going to be in the middle of a war. All right, uh, it wasn't much of a war last night on the uh, football field. That, that was a, another dull one. Al Michaels, I, I think he, again, needed a pneumonia cap popped under him by uh, Kirk Herbstreet on the game last night on Amazon. I did have the uh, commanders in my personal bookmaking ventures with my friend Francesco. I had the commanders laying one in the game. And it was as ugly a win as you could possibly get, and, and then ended in disaster for the Chicago Bears, as uh, they were knocking on the door and ended up at the one-yard line when uh, they ran out of downs. And that was it. Uh, you know, just, just a shame. 12-7 the final, second uh, really boring game in a row. People are canceling Amazon and giving the reason that they carry the NFL. They're just canceling their whole uh, Amazon. <laughs> they don't want to order anything. I'm sending this back. It, it, it was ugly. But uh, we'll get into all of that and, and have a lot of handicapping information for you and exploring college and pro football. The Greek coming up in just a moment here. Don't forget about Hialeah Park. Great place to go. You can't beat it, right? Champion simulcasting room, poker room, casino where you can win. Uh, we used to love going down there every Saturday, and it just reminded me of how wonderful the place is. And then anytime I've been involved in anything going on at Hialeah Park, it was always first class, including what we were hoping was going to be the Luby wedding as he uh, hits 40. As we said the other day, uh, the one regret about that wedding would have been that it didn't take place at Hylia Park. I'm glad everything else worked out for you, Luby. Glad The gifts, I guess, were substantial enough. Uh, nobody was a stiff job. Uh, you're still with Shirley. 
You appear to be very, very happily married. But, I mean, uh, the pictures tell the story, right? And, and not in the background. It's beautiful, highly apart with all the wonderful grounds that they have and uh, the just natural, inherent beauty of the place. And then on top of that, the vibe is uh, second to none. Yeah, unparalleled in the casino industry. I love it there. You're going to love it. Great food and drink. Not at ballpark prices. Uh, Mayo doesn't have to worry about fetching about a $5 soda because uh, they treat you right at beautiful Hylia Park. All right, coming back with a lot of stuff, including uh, the professors in this week with the big board. Yes, sir. Back on board. Okay, good. Yes, uh, looking sir. forward to that. He's got his college plays, a lot of interesting college games on the slate, pro games to look at, Minnesota Vikings favorite. Now, is that line three or three and a hook, Luby? Uh, I, I would think that that hook would be significant, especially when it's uh, surrounding a number like three. Because uh, three and three and a hook are, are major differences. I, I'm thinking Minnesota hook, beats I'm seeing, the Dolphins. Uh, seeing three and a hook right, All right. now. The hook is the dagger. You know that. So Dolphins uh, get a late touchdown, a meaningless backdoor cover, and uh, somehow uh, get within three of Minnesota after being down 10 with a minute to go. What do you think, Libby? All of these games, though, are ending uh, in very, I mean, thrilling and Manila-type fashion, as boring as they are. You would you would have to say, if you were looking for uh, a climactic finish, uh, they, they gave you that last night because uh, there was a missed field goal. Did you catch the end of that game? Missed field goal. That would have put uh, the... Uh, Commander's up eight. So instead, they're up five. And then uh, you get uh, Fields that takes him right down, of, you know, the uh, gridiron there. And, and with uh, one spectacular run where he gets loose, gets to the five-yard line, four downs to get in to the end zone, and they don't make it. Incredible. Two bad teams, though. All right, back with the Greek in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 731. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes, really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining, while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Unless it was Cap Day at Calder, uh, the woman in my life was getting nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But they get you. I mean, to meet a guy Get out like of here. You, yeah, that's a disaster. You know, yeah, one doesn't Come work. On, you you got to go to Port Authority at like 3 a.m. to meet somebody like you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Fetal position somewhere in the corner, maybe thinking about just jumping in front of a train. The Defo Show featuring Luby. Welcome back to The Defo Show. I do have to say this, uh, our boy Albert Castilia, who uh, did the uh, custom music for the show, for a theme, uh, when he had... Uh, did you ever pay the bill for the studio time that he sent you? No? I got lost no, in the mail. Yeah, I must uh, have got lost great. in the He mail. had a few uh, spare minutes here while he was recording. 
on to some really big things. And uh, our friend Peter Leonard, a radio legend in his own right, uh, tells me that he had laid down some licks on a new Todd Rundgren uh, release and uh, that they are spectacular. So here's Albert now touring Europe uh, with Mike Zeno and all over the place, winning awards, and uh, he's going to be coming in a funky biscuit, I believe, November 4th. So uh, that might be one to circle on your social calendar and catch the great Albert Castillo, who, of course, is a uh, tremendous friend of the show. All right, uh, speaking of friends of the show, we, we love this guy, man. I mean, uh, an original. I remember when uh, Mike Nyman, our, our dear mutual friend Mike Nyman, who was a marketing director at the time at Gulfstream Park, did a marvelous job and, and was a, a huge embracer of local radio as a way to promote. And uh, so uh, he had uh, a relationship with this gentleman and he kept telling me all along, you're going to love this guy, Defoe. You're going to love this guy. He's just like you. And uh, I, I would say if he was just like me, the big differential is he had a wad of cash. <laughs> wad of cash. And I, I think that helps you out a lot in, in life. It does. I don't know if it's diminished. It's down to a small stack now, but uh, we welcome to the show the Greek, one of our favorites. Uh, Greek, how are you, my man? I'm doing good, guys. How you doing on this uh, Friday? Good morning, great one. Doing all right. You know, Luby turns 40 on Sunday. I mean, uh, do you realize that uh, this guy is reaching a milestone age? I'm not sure. Uh, do you remember where you were uh, when you turned 40, Greek? Uh, what was, I mean, I would imagine it was a wild celebration. Some Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Vegas or Bahamas uh, with two brunettes blowing out the candles. <laughs> Probably. Sounds like nice, it. Nice. Yes. Luby, you look great. You look great. I thought you were 55, to be honest with you. You're like 40. He's not turning 52. What are you up to, Greek, man? We always used to like following your travails. What are you up to, Greek? You know, banging around, you know, not much. Dinner here and there. Uh, Out with a couple of girls, you know, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. You know, having a good time. Uh, last night, Wentz, we were telling everybody he was 6-0 and on Thursday night. Oh, wow. uh, so yes. now he's 7-0 and on Thursday night. Oh, jeez. The trend is your friend. So it was a terrible game to watch. It was like watching my wedding video. But, you know, somebody's <laughs> got to win, somebody's got to cover. <laughs> Maybe it was more like watching a deposition in that divorce case uh, that uh, you didn't realize was on tape. Uh, no, that, that that's two in a row, two clunkers in a row on Thursday night. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's one thing, you know, you're getting, you know, uh, the Broncos, uh, you know, just a bad feed these uh, days with Russell Wilson staggering around and this uh, coach uh, that that doesn't seem to know what he's doing. But, uh, wow, I mean, uh, those were two really bad teams uh, that don't look like they have much life in them. Uh, I think uh, Big Al was telling me, a friend of mine, that uh, is the over-under on the Bears like five and a half this year uh, in terms of wins? Because it looks like they have no chance to get there, even though they've already won two. I mean, you never know. It's a long season if they can get three or four. When teams have low on their orders, you know, it's a possibility. They go in two or three. I mean, you know, I don't like touching those when it seems like, like, you know, going in the Jets for five and a half. You know, a lot of people, they got three wins already. So you just don't know. Yes. It's the NFL this year. It's crazy. How many games have ended in three points or less? Uh, every week there's two or three big upsets and not just covering outright wins. Like last week, the Jaguars playing Houston. Houston beat them. Uh, you know, the Packers, the Giants are, you know, four and one. If anybody said that, they think you're crazy. Yep. Uh, but it's the NFL. You never know. 
It's hard to have, uh, or would have been hard to have a major conviction on that game in terms of, oh, man, I absolutely love the Commanders. I, I can't see anybody waking up in the morning and nah. saying that. And the Bears were at nah, home. They were a home dogs. So, so that was an angle. But but if you look at it, you, you couldn't kill yourself. You couldn't break out the cyanide either way. I mean, look how that game ultimately was decided. Yeah. Yeah, you had a muff punt at the yep. end of the game, yep. that, uh, or near the end of the game, that, that put uh, the commanders in a position to take the lead. They did do that. They go for two. They miss it. So uh, that set up a different dynamic on the scoreboard with regard to the spread. And uh, then it looks like they're you know going to kick uh, an easy field goal, 48-yarder. And uh, the guy was already two for two and, and uh, making an eight-point game, which uh, would have really put you in a favorable position if you had the commanders laying one. And, and next thing you know, they're knocking on the door and you're about to lose. Yep. And and if you had the Bears in that ball game, uh, you know, you're sitting there saying, how the hell did I lose this game? I mean, what on earth could have happened that had me lose when they have a first and goal from the five there and plenty of time? Yeah, if you're a good gambler, if you're a good gambler, you don't bet that game last night. Yeah. Because yeah. isolated game, when, when they're on the board, you got to look at if that game was going to be on Sunday. If you would bet that game on Sunday, then you bet the isolated game. If not, you just pass for a night and, uh, you know, go try to hit a, get a couple of margaritas backwards because those are the games <laughs> you lose. And then you go into the weekend, you're ready down. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you could feel like a jerk it, you know? if uh, if you lost that game, and uh, there's no great distinction in, in having come out on top because uh, you just as easily could have been buried uh, at the end of that ball. Yeah, game but when you, by, when you don't care, you know that. When you win, you don't care. You're like, I won. Yeah. And then you got the gambler who said, I lost. I lost, but I had the right side. My buddy, I said, no, you didn't. You lost. <laughs> if you lost, you didn't have the right side. <laughs> I lost gambler. I lost, but I had the right side. Your sister's no. dead. You lost. <laughs> well, it's, it's a whole mentality. I, I lost, but I won. Right? <laughs> by a landslide. It wasn't even like by a couple of votes. I mean, I supposedly won this uh, thing yeah. by a landslide. All right, Greek, uh, you know, we know you're busy, and you're probably in a car somewhere being driven to your next destination where you're going to be making a pile of money doing whatever yeah. job it is that you're performing at the time. But. Uh, we want you to run through your picks here, and uh, and and we're going to ride along with you, my friend. All right, we're going to start in college. We're going to go with Clemson, knocking off Florida State, laying three and a half. I know Luby might not be happy with that, but I like Clemson. Uh, also like Penn State tomorrow, plus seven over Michigan. And those are two good days. And Mahomes has not been an dog in five years with the Chiefs as a starter. Home. And he's an underdog against Buffalo. I I think they beat Buffalo. I do. It's been a great game. It's probably a snapshot of the AFC Championship. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. It's funny, too, because I was looking at that game. Actually, I was looking at uh, all three of those games, Greek. And uh, my, my initial reaction, knee-jerk reaction to uh, Clemson, Florida State, was to say Clemson only laying three and a hook. I'm going to go ahead and take my shot with the Tigers because uh, overall, even though they haven't been spectacular this year, a better brand of football, I think, yeah. consistently that, than you're getting from Florida State. Now, Luby would make the case Florida State at night. They've been in ball games, uh, even the games they lost. Yeah. They, they were sort of in them. So you can make the case league. there. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. but I'm, I'm going to go with you on that. I mean, they, yeah, they uh, were on the 20-yard yeah. line down two. On the road at night, and if they're with, on second date, like if their coach isn't a stupid asshole and tells the quarterback, listen, ass, you either throw a slant or you run the fucking ball, 
they win the game. <laughs> so, and that's versus a team that was 14 in the country at the time. Not that he's feeling any so, pain. So, no, I, I mean, I, I think the line is where the line's supposed to be. Uh, I would bet right. Clemson if I was betting this game. I would never would bet against Clemson. my team. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, I don't think they're top five. I think they're massively overrated, but there's really only three good teams. So, that someone has to be number four. Um, but they should beat FSU. With You've seen their their record the last five years in FSUs, the last five years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with Luby with Florida State, he's being honest, and that's good. He's not being a real fan because it's like asking a you know a woman forty five years old in Boca what she thinks of Botox. <laughs> I mean, you know the answer you're gonna get. <laughs> I was at an event uh, that you would. I, I wish you had been there yeah, with me not uh, to uh, share some commentary event. when I was at this uh, <laughs> event uh, at the Coral Ridge Yacht Club, uh, a luncheon, uh, and, and it was a fundraiser for uh, cancer research, but. Uh, I mean, literally, uh, there was more uh, Botox and collagen there than, uh, I mean, in, in terms of artificial performance enhancers uh, <laughs> than Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa had combined in 1998 in their systems. It, it was incredible. Wait. Boca is the only place that people come up to me, and usually it's about your car. They come up to you all the time. They go, have you had work done? I'm like, on what? <laughs> People usually uh, like your car. Like, you ever get an accident? I'm like, no. This guy last night in a restaurant, he comes over. He goes, well, him and his wife. He goes, hey, we're checking you out. Me and the old lady. You know, I don't know your age. You look good. You ever had any work done? I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe I'm like, I was leaving uh, broken, broken Sound one day uh, after playing a little tennis with Leslie Visser many years ago. And on Jog Road, there, there was uh, like a Mercedes parked uh, like on the sidewalk. And you know how uh, the people come yeah. out on Federal Highway in certain areas and, you know, they got to sign will work for free yeah. or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, this was the guy that was actually administering Botox injections on the corner there. <laughs> if you wanted them, and it was two fifty a pop. I I people were stopping, at, at, you know, at the light and doing it. It, it was incredible. Right. <laughs> the guy's like shooting a little needle in there, like seven times in the eyebrows. It, it, it was Really, yeah, yeah. really exceptional to see yeah, the I difference in, oh, in cultures. Oh, yeah. I'm shocked they don't have it at uh, Starbucks in Boca. I really am. <laughs> that's one of the things uh, at Starbucks. <laughs> I want a venti, and I also yeah. want yeah. a little you know, here. <laughs> and how about just calling it a large fucking coffee, right, Greek? <laughs> well, that's a whole other thing. I hate so you want oh, to, yeah, you know, When a guy it. turns oh, around and goes, uh, a regular venti, you're like, hey, get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just, just call it a large coffee. That's when I ordered a large coffee. I, they look at you I, funny. When, when I can't doing. take it. Yeah. yeah, I know. And they're I, barista. You know, you got to call them. I'm a barista. I'm yeah, like, I don't yeah. give a fuck what you are. Just give me a fucking <laughs> cappuccino. What the fuck do I I mean, you know, and they're always hyping something. They need money yeah. for this, money for that. And then I look at the barista and he walks to drive away in a Bentley. <laughs> like, <"What the> <laughs> well, of course, on? you've seen the prices here, man. Nothing uh, more alarming uh, than, uh, you know, we, we've been ragging on Mayo for uh, complaining about paying $5 for a soda in a casino. Because uh, he was at the Hard Rock, yeah. he got charged five bucks for a seltzer. The guy can't get over it. I'm like, uh, and and he just paid nineteen dollars for a bowl of soup at the same restaurant. <laughs> but uh, when you come on, yeah, you're I mean, in a casino. Remember, I was in Vegas, and I ordered four Evians, and I gave the girl a hundred, and I said, "Keep it." And she looked at me and she said, "It is a hundred, slick." <laughs> <laughs> it's a little short there, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Mr. Big. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Four, four Evian, four Evian water. I gave a hundred. I go there to keep it. 
I thought it was going to be like maybe 60. She, I said, keep it. She said, it is 100 slick. I went, oh, sorry, my bad. You're going to leave some juice for a tip, huh, Mr. Uh, Big Shot? Yeah, of course. You got your room comped. Can't uh, spring for a tip here. All right, Greek, uh, what, what, where are we catching you? 10 o'clock, we're catching you on the radio, right? Uh, Real Radio, 10 to 2, and then 3 to 5, 1230 to Gambler, HD 2987, and Real Radio, uh, 921 at night. So, uh, yeah, we do the Gambler. We got a couple of handicappers coming on today. And, you know, do the same, you know, talk about college. And I do it at Atlantis Motor Group, which is a beautiful place. Yeah, that place is great. Uh, they got high end cars. Yeah, so, you know, you got the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis. If you're Ferrari, you get popcorn. I mean, you can't beat it. <laughs> that was always good that they had like a coffee bar in a place that was charging two hundred thousand for a car. <laughs> That's the best. The uh, guy would come and ask you if you hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> there was a guy last week walked in, bought a Ferrari, maybe upper three, right? Upper three. Yeah. Paid for it on the spot. On the spot. He was walking out, and I was following him. He goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm going home with you. Exactly. I'm the spot. Of people. I think it was 387. I was like, damn. Oh, my God. Please, please adopt me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I need a dad. I was always hoping <laughs> Wayne Huizinga would give me his autograph. And uh, underneath, I had one of those carbon papers uh, that was hiding the fact that it was adoption papers he was signing. <laughs> and, uh, whenever I'd run into Huizinga. All right, Greek, we love you. We'll we catch you on you, all Greek. those uh, different platforms. I mean, uh, you know, it's nice to know a guy that still has a job in radio. And uh, congratulations. Uh, bring the flag when they finally shut down these places. <laughs> but uh, let's hope it doesn't happen soon. I love and, you. Uh, we love you thanks uh, so much you. for being with us. Always love you. Peace. Thanks a lot. I don't know what's going on in uh, local radio. You know, I was trying to chase down my uh-huh. W-2 from the year we got canned, which was uh, 2021. Yeah, yeah, And, uh. I, I call the switchboard like four times, and nobody ever answer? answers. And that's weird. They always had someone on the switchboard. That's not good. Switchboard at a radio station. It's not one radio station. It's no, like seven like radio stations. Yeah, there's like eight or nine stations. And outdoor uh, advertising. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a giant yeah, conglomerate. They don't have anybody to answer the phones. That's not good. I mean, it's what we knew was happening, but it's interesting that it has happened. Those were always the positions they cut before they cut middle-level management that was making like 200000 a year exactly. doing nothing. For burying, uh, you know, like more radio stations than you could ever uh, even think existed. All right, uh, we're coming back with a, a lot more here. The Greek, uh, then, uh, like in Clemson, I, I kind of like that pick. I'm yeah, not sure fine. about the Penn State Michigan game. I don't know what to make of that. All of our, it feels I, like all of our handicappers are there. Brandon, oh, you weren't with me. Brandon Lang was all over that game. Um, what, well, who does he like? Penn State. Penn Everybody State, likes Penn, Penn State. State. Mark seven? Lawrence. I, I mean, actually, I'll give his picks. I guess after the well, position. well, you know that you know Mark Lawrence is going to like likes Penn State. Um, yeah. So. I, it's because Michigan hasn't played anyone, and we love Ed Garcia, and we make fun of him, but it's the truth. They haven't played anyone. Like in the Big Ten, no, games, their schedule has been uh, sub cupcake. I mean, I'm yeah, not it's even a joke. Sure. So they're finally facing someone. So people are assuming, you know, they'll lay an egg. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that game. College football is weird to me right now. Like outside of where's the game? Is that the I'm presuming it's Penn in State. Penn State because that's what I'm thinking. Oh no, that's but Ed, I, Ed supposedly a ticket, right? That, at the big house? Yeah. I think it may be Michigan, Penn Michigan, State. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michigan is home in that game. Yeah. And they're laying seven points. Yeah, that's why they're favorite. So that's what people, people uh, think. That. I don't know what to do with that one. I, I don't have a good feeling for either team. Uh, I, I haven't no. seen Michigan play. I see the scores. I know they're 6-0. and oh. that, That's uh, great. But uh, And I, I root against Penn State in every ball game. So I'd be inclined to go ahead and lay the points with Michigan. 
because I just hate Penn State. Yeah, yeah. I, I just do. Yeah, I've always hated them. Uh, with, with apologies, I mean, we, we have some good friends that went to Penn State. Of course, uh, the great Jimmy Cephalo we worked with, O.J. McDuffie, one of our favorites. So there are good people that have gone to Penn State. And, uh, you know, at one time, we thought that Papa Joe was one of those people. But that that just put the final finishing touches. That that, that was the uh, last dart that went right in the heart there. When yep. uh, you said, uh, okay, I hate your uniforms. I don't like the style of play. Uh, I, I hate Pete Giftopoulos. And... Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you guys beat the Hurricanes in the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, with, with a team of, like, the dullest team possible beats one of the most exciting, electrifying teams in college football history. With, with a roster, I mean, Michael Irvin was, was a scrub on that team. That's fine. What was that, 87 Fiesta Bowl? I was going to say, I Irvin so. was way late, late 80s, right? So be, he, for him to not be good I want to say 87 Fiesta like 87 Bowl. 87 or 88 or 86. You, you look at the roster of that team. Uh, honestly, uh, Michael Irvin oh, was ridiculous. not a starter. He was on the roster. Michael Irvin. Kings in the 80s. One of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Wow. And that was the kind of talent that they had going against a bunch of slugs. I mean, uh, they had a slug quarterback, as they always did. They never really had quarterbacks that that you looked at and went, wow, man. I mean, uh, there's an an exciting ball player. And their whole style of play was, uh, you know, just uh, almost Woody Hayes-esque, was it not? Three yards in a cloud of dust. Yep, yep, yep. Linebacker you, though. I mean, uh, they didn't have great linebackers. in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, yeah. Never liked uh, Penn State, though. Never a favorite of mine. So uh, I'm going to root against him in that ball game, but, but I, I don't know that I uh, would have a strong opinion about which way to go. And uh, what was his other game uh, that he liked? Uh, and, you know, the other, the other one, too, to look well, at very the, curiously. He liked the Chiefs and the Bills, which I actually sort of agree with him. I think the Chiefs are coming on, and I think the Bills are still really good, but I don't know. I, I don't know if they're as great as I, 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 I thought just the opposite was my original. Th- these are my original impressions. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. are you likely to be influenced by the things that people say? Probably, if somebody talks you off of your position, you should lay out of the game. Yeah. Right? Maybe not go if their somebody way, has, but just is convincing enough to tell you, you know, you like the Bills, then you hear 100 people telling you they like the Chiefs. Well, that would reinforce my Yeah, opinion. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if but if a couple of guys uh, give you some logic and you go, you know what? I, I, I can buy that. Yeah. I mean, uh, very, very, very uh, debatable there. It's kind of like this whole death penalty thing in a way. I mean, it's so debatable. It's hard to say, oh, my God, can you believe what happened there? Because, you know, there are many people that feel, you know, the death penalty should have been done away with long ago also for a variety of reasons. It it doesn't serve as a deterrent to some crazy person from doing these kind of maniacal acts because in many of these cases, and you would, I mean, it's sad to say, but uh, this would be the best outcome. The guy just shoots himself at the end of this thing. Yeah, usually they assume they're going to die. I mean, a lot of the time that's yeah. what they're going for. They're not worried about themselves. They're in, they're fucking crazy. You know, I, I look, we talked about it yesterday with Mayo, and we have the professor coming up. Um, it, it, if you're not going to give, and I, again, I'm sort of against it because I think uh, it's an oxymoron to say murder's bad, let's murder. That just seems a little weird to me. But if you're going to have it on the books and you're going to have this guy there, if he doesn't get it, then who does? So why not just get rid of it? I mean, uh, just that get was rid the other uh, common uh, thread just get rid that of came it. up a lot yesterday. And just get rid of it. There's no good answer to that, right? I mean, uh, the answer is, is if he doesn't uh, deserve it, uh, then, then how could you possibly apply it to anybody? Yep. Mitigating circumstances being that uh, this guy's crazy, but uh, I think you have to be crazy to kill somebody to begin with. Uh, whether, uh, you know, it's out of uh, rage or whatever, and, and maybe you even have, uh, you know, what you think are valid reasons. Uh, th- this guy had none. I mean, he, he dreamt up a situation yeah, where it was, uh, you know, a, a good thing for him to go out and do that day, but which 
I mean, if that doesn't reek of being a nutbag, what does? All right. Uh, we're coming back with more. The professor going to join us. He's got the big board and also uh, very curious. I mean, a lot of interesting college games. Alabama, Tennessee is another one. I, I don't know what to do with. I mean, I know what I want to do with it and, and what I'm going to do with it because I, I just want to find an even greater incentive to root against Nick oh, Saban. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to put a few bucks on Tennessee. And I don't even mind if I lose as long as they give me a little bit of an effort here. Tennessee. But uh, they're getting a decent number. Seven and a hook against Alabama. Yeah. Have they played nobody also in uh, you know, accumulating this illustrious record? They played some ranked teams because it seems like everyone in the SEC is ranked, but they haven't played anyone that anyone actually gives a lot of respect to, per se. Yeah. They played Pitt, which was ranked, so that was out of conference. But again, and I love we love Charlie, Partridge Man, but Pitt is not really good. So no, they they they've been very uh, you know vulnerable this year. Uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, uh, what, what do you think? I mean, uh, and now that game has to be in Tuscaloosa, no, for the line to be that fat. Or if if they're at home getting seven and a hook, does that not look more attractive to you, Mike Luby Lubitz? Alabama no, is uh, on the road, reason. so that's a home from game a, for Tennessee. From a and getting seven and a half. Yeah, and it's over a hundred thousand fans. And Hendon Hooker is the kind of quarterback that's given Alabama fits over the years. The athletic quarterback that has a big arm, like. Uh, that line and, and they ridiculous. got the, the end zone painted like it's a box of wheat it's, chips. It's hard. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh, you always think back. Well, like, wow, did I ever like rice checks or wheat checks? Were you around when those cereals were, were big? Yes, they, they've been around and somewhat, I don't know if they were big because we had sugared cereals my whole life, but older yeah. people like them. I, I feel like it's the rice ones are the better ones. I don't they, know. You know, I'll have to ask Mayo. Were, were rice checks and wheat checks... Overrated, because uh, they were considered a decent cereal up there with grape nuts and things like that. Although uh, grape, grape nuts turned nut out guy. to be a fallacy, right? Because that Jim Fix guy went outside, took two steps jogging, and dropped dead, even yeah, though he was exactly supposed right. to be so healthy, because he was eating this uh, cereal that only a dentist could recommend to him. <laughs> All right, uh, we're, we're coming back with the professor and a big board. Uh, a lot to do here: NFL, college football. You had hockey. Uh, the Panthers, by the way, off to a, a nice flying win. start there. Nice win. Matt Kachuk uh, took 15 shots in this game. Good. The antithesis of Huberto, who went yeah. an entire playoffs without taking any shots. Hoobie! <laughs> shoot it! Shoot the puck! Same thing with Barkov, so let him shoot. Just keep chucking. Worst uh, offender of that ever in uh, Panther history was Victor Kozlov, Cosmo, who, who was yes. a very talented player. Uh, probably, uh, what? I, I want to say he averaged about 25 goals a year, uh, even though he probably should have had more. But, uh, wow, he, he was skating around like he was Johnny Weir. And uh, with his dynamite stick handling, and he would never shoot the puck. Exactly. Right? Finally, somebody would poke it away, and they're off the other way, uh, go off to the races there. Ah, looks like a three-on-two. They've got numbers. <laughs> Bobrowski was pretty good, though, last night. Uh, he didn't look like the blind man that he did when, when he signed here for $70 million. Well, supposedly their defense was vastly ago. improved, too. Someone like Dave High broke it down. I'm like, is he joking or being serious? Because he broke it down like it was a real thing. They like, played like Roger Nielsen, like defense last night, yes, uh, going back to the first year of the Panthers. It's already improved. It's already different. They're getting ready for the playoffs. I'm like, what? All right, I guess that's good. It was almost like they brought back the old center zone trap. Man. I mean, it was. I think they were playing an illegal defense last night. Although they ended up winning a three-one uh, empty netter for uh, Kachuk, his first goal as a Panther. Empty netter at the end of the game after taking fourteen shots that were stopped. Good, I don't care. Keep Pretty shooting. incredible. Just shoot the crap out of them. I, I don't know. They were all stopped. I mean, uh, I'm assuming that uh, they only count shots on goal. Yeah, it has to hit or be near. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if a guy just takes a slap shot and it goes into the crown, uh, does that count as him taking a shot? No. 
No. Did he just fling one? This guy had 14 shots on goal before he got the empty netter. Are you I, kidding I think me? it has to be in played by the goalie. Like the goal, it doesn't have to be at the net. Like the goalie has to at least go for it or touch it or something like that. All right. You know, are you sure about that, Louis? Because nobody knows what uh, constitutes hockey statistics, <laughs> do we? <laughs> I don't know what offsides is. <laughs> nice breakdown there by you, Mr. Sports. <laughs> but I know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell if you were right or wrong. I, I'm assuming that these uh, were shots on goal that, that they're counting. I presume, yes. But the Panthers didn't even have that many shots on goal. They had like 30 in the game. So he mm-hmm. took half of them. That's amazing. Probably. All right. Uh, coming up, the professor here. Uh, we'll be back with more in a moment. Jimmy Johnson's big chill. Great place. I mean, the weekend coming up. Key Largo. It's, I think, going to be really, really nice weather uh, this weekend here. We, we had a lot of rain yesterday in South Florida. But uh, everything I'm seeing in the forecast, uh, you know, a variety of different weather people, shows a lot of sunshine and uh, more modest temperatures. Now, in Florida, that, that means, uh, what, uh, one, one degree away from, like, Death Valley. But, uh, no, it, it, like, mid-80s is perfect. That's this fine. is going to be a great time to be at Jimmy Johnson's Big okay. Chill. Great food, great drink, uh, environment, uh, and uh, music all weekend long, man. They, they just I, I, That was impressive to me because uh, being a music guy, they just kept wheeling in one band after another. That, that was uh, just as good as the previous one and, you know, uh, inspiring in its own way. It, it was absolutely fantastic. That was Saturday. That was Sunday. Good time. Schedule yourself some time to get down to Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, mile marker 104, the Overseas Highway in Key Largo, and try that Italian fisherman pizza. That That is one of the most unique things I've ever had served to me in any restaurant anywhere. And I've been all over the world. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I grew up eating pizza in New York, so I know what that's all about. Uh, I was out in California. That's a whole different style. I mean, we were in Italy recently, uh, you know, and actually, I, I prefer the pizza here. Is, is that a stupid thing this to say different. They, they do the margarita thing and that's like all they do they don't do like there's a li- little cheese on a which little is sauce. my least favorite pizza the margarita pizza that's their standard pizza it's different yeah. the time there's different <laughs> i like it because it's the real italian but oh my god different. i mean the guy nearly stuck a fork in the mustang's eye when she asked for parmesan cheese oh yeah they don't just have it like hanging oh out. my god yeah <laughs> like, like uh, she wanted to grate some shakes really some parmesan on the pizza there and a the guy looked at her like what on earth Listen, Stanley Tucci breath, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. It's not, it's not like that. You're not going to have any kind but of Jimmy Johnson. Like Jimmy Johnson's big chill. They're, they're not going to do that. They're not going to tell you to get the fuck out of here. They're going to tell you to come on down and have a good time at Jimmy Johnson's big chill. And that is a mile marker 104, the Overseas Highway. Dave Hyde had a little post on uh, Facebook, yeah, uh, a copy of the book with a picture yep, of Jimmy yep. on there. Yep. And uh, it's called Swagger. <laughs> and, and we're going to go down there waiting on the final arrangements from Tommy Fox. To get down there and uh, do a show, and that should be... I mean, we're going to bring the whole cast and crew, so it'll be a lot of fun. All right, uh, we'll be back with the professor in just a moment here. Uh, Mark Lawrence not going to appear with us physically. Luby does have his selections. Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet, later on. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. And we'll be back with more on South Florida Live in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 8 o'clock. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. <laughs> 
Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10 and Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. How many gamblers did I bail out last weekend with my game of the year? A $100 better made $10,000. A $500 better made $50,000. Well, I got six games on Sunday that I'm releasing absolutely free. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I believe, I believe. We now return to the Defoe Show. Welcome back to the show. A Degenerate Friday here. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz, and we welcome in the professor who, uh, of course, uh, every week uh, has the uh, big board, which has been a sensation uh, all across uh, all of social media, the Internet, TikTok, and uh, any platform that it's uh, been exhibited on. And uh, we're, we're happy to have it uh, be a part of the program here. And, and uh, <laughs> We are. I mean, uh, you know, the Nazi thing last week. Uh, I didn't know how far you were going to go there. But I wanted every no part week, of it. Huh? Yeah. Almost every week. Almost, Almost every know, week. Dave, yeah. I was going to come on here and, 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 and let's be honest, start some shit about being a victim of cancel culture. Yeah. But as I, me and Dave Chappelle, Yes. And, you know, the great Alex Jones. Yeah, the great, uh, <laughs> the great yeah. Alex Jones. You can't even say that with a straight face. Exactly. My point exactly. <laughs> but as I'm backstage, you do something much worse. Who the hell doesn't like margarita pizza? What the? What's wrong with you? Margarita like pizza I mean, I just is one of the huh? greatest inventions in the history of humanity. Here, give me Got pepperoni, give me mozzarella sausage. And yeah. basil uh, and the yeah, sweeter yeah, yeah. sauce. Like, what's, honestly, who doesn't like a good margarita? If you don't like margarita pizza, you don't like pizza. What? I mean, See, I, honestly, I, I know you, you're far more advanced. Goat cheese on it? Like, what's wrong? I no, mean, he wants standard damn, plain, you know, cheese and pepperoni, like an American yeah, Give me a slice, Italian. a greasy slice in New York where the cheese comes off your chin and the grease is on your shirt before you even, you know, just as you're thinking, geez, I, I'm wearing my one good shirt here today. And, uh, you know, then, then there's a big glop of cheese and a lot of oil. That, that's what I grew thing, up on, though. The amazing thing is Defo is, is one of the most egalitarian eaters I've ever. This is a man 
who loves nothing better than a can of Hormel chili at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> two cans. You always got to put two Unless in there. You're going to do it. You may, as well, you may as well just go all the way. But when it comes to pizza, one of the most egalitarian of all foods, you're, 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 you're snobbing it up. You're like, oh, no, I want the seafood pizza or perhaps something with some fig jam. You, you, did you try the and slice margarita does not work for me. You're, come on, man. Did you try and slice to the Italian fisherman when you were down there? I the did. Show? Of course yeah, I did. And what do you think? It was great. I thought it was great. I think everything they serve down there, not just at the Big Chill, but in Enrico's down yeah, in the uh, Isla Mirada, who's run yep. by our good uh, buddy. You guys CJ. were there every that night. Yeah, great. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not going to do better than that. I even thought uh, their breakfast pizza was very was good. Pretty one of those at the Foundry. Like uh, it's a brunch favorite. And uh, I thought they did a really good version for us uh, at the Big Chill. Uh, at breakfast that morning, I, I could eat that all day long. I mean, no, I can't anymore because I'm, I'm trying to be a little healthier. But I wish I still could eat pizza. Pizza can still be a big part of your diet. Week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it can be. It can be a part. I don't know about a big part. <laughs> He's doing really well, Devo. Leave him alone. You got to throw in the occasional slice of pizza. I mean, uh, do you really? I agree. Believe that? I, I get. I wish I could throw it in a lot more often than I'm capable of. <laughs> I, I agree. My digestive system does not, unfortunately. In my many years of uh, doing a variety of endorsements, I mean, one of the things that, that was unfortunate uh, was uh, they actually wanted you to go on the diets when you were on these oh, like, no. diet endorsement things like Nutrisystems. Uh, and so I was on that for I've a couple of it. weeks. I've, I've done the Nutrisystem. Yeah. And it works. The bad news is the second you stop eating their garbage prepackaged food, you will gain all the weight back plus probably another 20 or 30 another pounds. Another 25 oh, yeah, sure. pounds. It's like yeah, they no put something magic in the, in the food. They're like, you're going to lose weight. But the second you stop, you will just gain 15 pounds that day and then just keep going and going and going. But, but it wouldn't have mattered if you were eating straight lard in the proportions <laughs> yes. that, that you were eating them on oh, the no, Nutrisystem like diet, where, where like the lunch, you know, they would say, OK, good, you can have this chili for lunch, right? And and the thing was in a can that, that was uh, like, like an eighth of the size of a can of cat food. <laughs> And that was it. That was all you were going to have. Of course you're going to lose weight if you're eating. <laughs> you're that wasn't like that. the worst one in my experience. And I I think you have been with them, but I don't know if they're – I'm assuming they're not still a sponsor because I assume – the worst was the goddamn cookie diet. We're like, here, oh, you I, can I have did, these I did some cookies. endorsements for that, yes. They were <laughs> horrible. Diet. The bad news is that's all you could have. They taste like crap. Yeah. And then the rest of your day is drinking these two awful milkshakes, which are just, again <laughs> – Horrible tasting and offer no satiety whatsoever. <laughs> so basically, you can have your Never cookie, full. but you're existing on like 300 calories a day. We're, we're you know, essentially it's funny attempting too. you to, to starve you to death. Oh I, I would pull a mayo and fudge the weigh-in also. I mean, it, was like, it literally was like I was going to the weigh-in at a Don King card. Where, uh, you know, right before you had to go, because they wanted you to be on this thing, and then they tracked your weight. And if you weren't right. losing weight, you were going to lose the endorsement, yep, which was yep. like 50 bucks a pop. So, of course, you wanted to keep it. So, what and, did you do, uh, like hide a couple 10-pound yeah, weights in your shorts on the No, I, 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 yeah, I would weigh in the super higher. heavy. <laughs> and then I would play tennis right in the middle of the day, like in the schwitzing heat, and, and then go in the steam room after. Yeah, <laughs> and then right. not even have like a drop of water on the way to the doctor's office. Get on the scale there with nothing on, you know, strip down naked. I've lost three pounds from the uh, uh, rotund weight that I registered in at. And they were going, okay, it looks like you're following the plan. You're like Flodrill. <laughs> cutting weight. <laughs> it was like yeah, those guys I, that won the fishing tournament where they dropped the lead weights into the bass. I mean, did you see that? I, That's one of the great sports scams of all time. 
I strapped 40 pounds of ankle weights to my legs, and then I drank five <laughs> gallons of water right before I went in. Yeah, really heavy. Um, the next uh, yeah, week, so... I took it down to 30 pounds of ankle weights, so I was making tons of progress. <laughs> I kept the endorsement for two years. Never lost a pound. Yeah, no, I, that, that, that I was an atrocity. Uh, the, there's stuff uh, that it, it kind of it, it expanded your stomach or something. I mean, uh, in terms of uh, coated your stomach, the fiber or whatever was in these cookies, because uh, there, there are similar principles out there. But you're right. The minute you go off it, you're finished. Oh, yeah, you're that's their right. Yeah. All right. Uh, interesting college slate, Professor. It I don't is. Know, uh, you know, and I, I, mean, I kind of assume that's why Mark Lawrence is not here this week. Um, because I'm guessing he has so many underdogs to give out to people that he just doesn't have time or possibly <laughs> is hiding in a shelter because everybody's got, there are dogs all over the board yeah. oh, good. this week in college, live dogs all over the board this week in college football. Um, so like I said, I imagine uh, Mark Lawrence underdog specialist is uh, very busy. He's a busy this man. Week. Yeah. All right. What are you looking at, Professor? I mean, uh, we want to talk about some of the marquee games, I guess, uh, if they're not your picks. But uh, what, what are you looking at first? Because uh, it sounds like uh, I mean, I you, you are very enthusiastic. With, I think we got to start with the marquee game, and that would be Alabama going to Tennessee, Alabama 7. Yeah. Um, everything about this line would tend to indicate Bryce Young is either not going to play or Bryce Young is going to be significantly hurt. It's a shoulder issue. Um, but obviously they're anticipating that Alabama is going to be with their backup quarterback or significantly hobbled Bryce Young because the initial look ahead line on this was 14 and a half. It's oh, now wow. sitting at it seven. was. Oh, wow. That tells that. to me that the gambling community is not expecting Bryce Young to play or if he does play being significantly hobbled. I think in this situation, particularly you look at the way Alabama's uh, offense looked last week, the way Tennessee's offense comes into this game. I think that makes Tennessee a very live dog yeah. in this spot, not yeah. just to cover a seven-point spread, but to very possibly win the game. I'm very impressed with uh, Josh Heupel and Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee offense. Defense less so, but again, if they're playing against a half-speed Alabama team who wants to run the football but really has not been successful at, at any point doing it this year, um, I think that's uh, a very live spot. And again, the one kryptonite for Nick Saban defenses over the years are teams that play fast, and Tennessee plays very fast. Tennessee plays at that pace like like the Chip Kelly Oregon Ducks used to play at where they realistically, I think their goal is eight seconds uh, before they snap the ball. And they very frequently managed to uh, accomplish that. So, again, this has been a problem for Saban. Alabama certainly got depth on the defensive side of the ball. But if you can't sub guys in and out, the big advantage that Saban has always loved to use is that Saban's going to have you know, 10 to a dozen four- and five-star defensive linemen on his roster. If he can't get those guys in and out, that defensive line depth that's always been the key to Alabama's defensive strength is somewhat neutralized. I think Tennessee's very live here. Plus seven, wouldn't even be shocked to see them win the game. Uh, You get another one, both uh, a noon kickoff here, and that is, to me, a still somewhat unknown Michigan team. They played maybe the three worst teams in the country to start the year. They got into conference play. They played a Maryland team that looks pretty live, but I don't think anybody's convinced. They didn't blow the doors off of an Iowa team that is is maybe the worst offensive team we've ever seen in, in the history of college football. Um, I mean, even for Kirk Ferentz, Iowa's offense is really bad this year. Um, and again, they, Michigan didn't blow doors. They seem to be more of a defensive team, but I don't think their defense has really been significantly tested. I, I think it will be this week uh, with Penn State. Uh, obviously, Clifford's a guy who has managed to 
I mean, he's unorthodox. He's not going to play in the pros. He doesn't have that kind of arm. But uh, he seems to make plays. And Penn State's defense so far this year has looked very, very good, uh, particularly after getting that uh, over those first game jitters. And their their back four is as good as anybody in the country. They got at least three NFL players starting in that defensive backfield. I think plus seven Penn State's a very live dog. And I think Penn State's got an excellent chance, again, not just to cover, but to win this ball game. Um, and then if we're going to go with three, then uh, again, there's more than that on this schedule. But I think you have to go out west. You have to go to the night game where USC is getting three from Utah. Um, people want to say that was a look-ahead game last week when they lost to UCLA. I just don't think Utah is nearly as physical yeah. on defense as we're used to seeing or as we anticipated. You go back to that first Florida game, Florida pushed them around yeah. on the offensive line. And that Florida is not a great running football team. We've seen that as they get into the SEC. I just don't think Utah's front seven is up to the standards we have seen. USC's offensive line looked very good against again last week. They've looked very good every game of the year except Oregon State, where, again, they went to Corvallis. That's a funny road trip. Um, people were actually looking for USC to struggle on a look-ahead spot last weekend. They did not. They came out, and they looked very effective offensively. I honestly, I expect Penn, uh, USC to win this game straight up, no and way. I think they may win this game by a couple scores. I'm not particularly impressed with Oregon at all. I mean, uh, Utah, Utah. Utah at all. Uh, so there, I think you got three three live dogs in uh, Tennessee and Penn State and USC. I wouldn't even be shocked, honestly. I don't ever officially do that. Put those three together parlay. in a money line parlay. You got like. 21 to 1 Ooh. on the. On hey, did the, you say. Uh, oh my Harley? God, Devo, I mean, you all right? I said. <laughs> well, 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 the professor, back Devo, this up. Back okay? up the tape there, Luby. Devo's like about to fucking jump for drugs. recommending a parlay? You never do this, man. A money line. Three dog. A small one. I'm not saying. Dive out over the edge. I mean. But again, I feel like this is. Coming out of his shell. Very, very live week for us. That's Ken's nightmare. I'm a big USC fan. I couldn't help but laugh a little bit because I I still, I mean, you you can visualize certain moments in your life that stand out Uh, recently. You know, as you get like uh, into your septuagenarian years, you start thinking about sexual experiences that you had that you you finally remember. And, uh, you know, in in this case, I do vividly remember. Did we even take a bite of that meatball at Pete's Cafe (laughs) Bellisera when you fired it at the TV? Just missing, buzzing the, the singer in the band. When USC like fumbled a ball Stanford, or something right? and, and like I have lost out, an impossible game, uh, you know, just uh, you, there was I no way they pointed could out numerous times that never happened. Number <laughs> one, I was actually trying to remember the name of the Cafe Belisera because someone was asking me about Cafe Belisera. It was a great. What were some of the great meatballs around town? Yeah, and I couldn't yeah. remember the name of the joint. I, I, I thought they were the best. Always accused me of chucking a meatball at the TV, which never happened. <laughs> I was uh, tempted you were upset. to chuck. Yeah, you were upset. I was <laughs> very tempted to chuck the beach bucket white at the band at uh, Fishtails that one night. Oh yeah. When I'm trying yeah. to cheer home LSU on the money Alabama. line, and successfully yeah. did so. Yeah. And this jerk off is screaming "Roll Tide, Roll, roll between every song." Roll this, motherfucker! I think uh, I, I think I remember you saying that. Oh under, under but speaking of Stanford, that's another one to look at. Uh, getting 17 from Notre Dame. This is not a great Stanford team, although they have been giving some pro- people problems with that long mesh offense. And I don't know why anybody in their mind would lay 17 with this Notre Dame team. Uh-huh. I don't think. Yeah. If there's any guarantee Notre Dame is going to score 17 in any particular game. Wow. So, again, 
Another live dog on the board this this weekend is all dogs. Nice. I assume, like I said, that's why Mark Lawrence is so busy. He's he's at the window of every cage in Vegas, <laughs> trying to throw suitcases full can. of money for them. And here, I'm sorry, sir, you're past the maximum. We have to readjust the lot. <laughs> that would be our man Sheldon G out there. He's betting like fifty thousand dollars a game. I mean, uh, wow. He, he either came into some inheritance money or sold a business. I mean, honestly, this is a weekend to do it. Yeah. If you like underdogs, I, I feel like this is the week you've been waiting for in college football. Sounds good, Professor. Uh, great analysis, as always, on the uh, college football slate. Uh, what would you say to people? I mean, uh, what form of therapy could uh, help people that have been backing, either way, uh, the University of Houston this year? They have been uh, in some just absolutely I, crazy uh, finishes. Honestly, because yeah. he seems amenable to it, I would say just go down to Houston and tell Dana Be- uh, Holgerson he owes you some drinks. And he'll probably <laughs> buy it at the bar for you. Because he seems to know that he is breaking people's hearts every week. <laughs> All right, speaking of breaking I hearts. I commented on Twitter. Somebody said something about I could use a beer after that game. And Holgerson was like, me too. You want one? <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Professor, big board. Now we're going to turn our attention to the big board here. Uh, are and, we? Uh, I, I didn't I, know I that so. segment was allowed I mean, anymore <laughs> on this show. That was an FCC uh, consideration. Was it an FCC? It was a censorship issue. <laughs> it was 100% censorship. I, I, and I, I was... <laughs> Luby's warning. Luby's warning was I feel particularly the need alarming. To say this. I know was. you don't like a certain word, which is shorthand for National Socialist. Yeah. Here's my question. Yeah. And I get it. That's it's a controversial award. I, I wasn't upset about this at all, by the way. It's it's cool. I get it. I really all do. Right. It's a sensitive type. I don't get why it's okay to say that about Trump and DeSantis and the Republican <laughs> Party. And by the way, I agree that there are. There are some fascist tendencies with the current incarnation no doubt, no. of that party. You I don't, don't get why it's okay to, to say that. it about them, <laughs> yeah. but it's not okay to say it about Giselle when the evidence of Giselle is frankly a little stronger. Because <laughs> say what you will about Trump and DeSantis. I have said many things myself, <laughs> yeah. but neither of those two have ever dug a moat in front of their mansion to keep their <laughs> Jewish neighbors away. Whereas... <laughs> A certain supermodel from a suspicious background did exactly that. <laughs> and the Jewish person in question was Steven Spielberg. Yeah, she took a leg to keep Steven Spielberg's children away from her home. Didn't want to uh, that to mess me him up. is pretty no. indicative of a certain political <laughs> and right. sociological exactly. viewpoint. Perhaps that's fair, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we going this week? Yeah, I'm... I'm... I'm this week we're being this week <laughs> we're being we're diplomatic this to, week <laughs> we're trying to be diplomatic on the show we're trying to turn over a new leaf all right obviously i i, I assume from what happened last week that you're going uh, segreto you know, you're going nothing but sweetness to cancel and me i am i'm trying to turn over a le- new leaf i am trying uh to be a kinder gentler big board so this week here we go. We're going with the big board of inoffensive sports and sports related references. <laughs> See, I knew this would inspire something. This whole censorship issue. It's a new direction for the big yeah. board. And so we're now going to cover, you know, the big stories of the week in an inoffensive manner. All right. And that's where we're going. I'm not going to say from now on because something might pop up that gets under my skin if you know me i can sure. tend to be slightly irascible yes. on rare occasions it happens. um but this is the new direction we're going with the big board the big board of inoffensive sports and sports related references and that takes us to number five 
Lions coach Dan Campbell takes complete responsibility for the Lions' loss this weekend. I say <laughs> this is a bold move. And uh, Dan Campbell should be able to shoulder the burden of responsibility whenever he wants to. There are people who say he's gone to this a little bit too often uh, in his two years with the Lions. I say yeah. it is refreshing to see a coach who has an unorthodox style, both of coaching on the field and communication, and is willing to take the burden of the blame rather than attempt to pass it on his, to his players. I would also say, despite that unorthodox style of uh, communication, Dan Campbell is clearly a man of at least average intelligence, if not <laughs> above average intelligence. <laughs> and any comment otherwise would be unnecessarily harsh. Uh, this represents a serious turnaround. From the man who uh, calls him Man Gamble. You would be equating <laughs> him with Cro-Magnon men and, and having, you know, a, a picture accompanying this uh, Campbell <laughs> shot that you have up there uh, in the past. What what has happened? Did He's we ruin yes, the big boy? We, again, we have, we're trying we to change the, the <laughs> direction. <laughs> oh, my. What do you mean? This is the and person that titled him right, Man Campbell. He calls him Man Campbell just because of how I, I call him, I don't call him Man Campbell. <laughs> Man Campbell. Uh, we're waiting for him to eat a live animal before a ball game instead of giving a pregame speech in the locker room. I feel like that's a stereotypical association based on the way he looks and you should judge by his I guess that's fair. I All love right. it. All right, what's next? Stan Campbell taking responsibility and admirable quality for Dan above Campbell, average. who was doing all of the right things with above-average intelligence. All right, that's number five. Spot on. Number four, <laughs> pop culture this week, and that is the Redeem Team documentary, very popular on Netflix currently. It's an in-depth look on Coach Mike Krzyzewski and LeBron James <laughs> and Dwayne Wade and the members of the Dream no, Team. No, no. there's been some conversation. So. There's been some conversation about this on the internet and on sports radio and other places that deals with the fact that Mike Krzyzewski within this documentary oh can be a little bit profligate with the profanity. That there is an excess ma amount of uh, blue language or adult colored language. I just want to say we need to lean on this man. Sterling Reputation is not only one of the finest tacticians in the history of the sport of basketball. <laughs> But a leader and molder of young men. And within that, you need to allow for the fact that sometimes a little profanity is going to come up in an attempt to relate to a younger generation on their level. And that clearly, after all this time developing leadership skills, if anyone's going to know best how to relate to players like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, it's going to be Mike Krzyzewski because he's groomed these kind of players for decades. And, and honestly, we should afford him the kind of dignity that's not only assigned to coaches, but to educators, <laughs> because really that's his function in our society. Have to... Not just being a coach, but an educator as well. He's going to have to take a shower after this. After this, You, you despise <laughs> Krzyzewski. He's going to have to take a shower. Nobody like... has more venom towards Krzyzewski than you. Not even Leslie Stahl. After, it's like nine uh, weeks. He showed her up there when she asked about the sneaker deal. I have told you, Tifa, we're trying to move it in a I direction. When you run into an issue, like being accused like I was last week, falsely though it may have been, you need to take a look in the mirror uh, and, you know. Reassess. Uh, reassess. Uh, perhaps this is a good direction. I, I, All right, I, that's number four. Your high praise for Mike Krzyzewski yes, is misunderstood very by misunderstood. the public out there who yes. thinks he's a complete phony. All right. And, and, you know, <laughs> 
including that bullshit uh, speech that he gave at his uh, That's retirement That's exactly the kind ceremony. of salty language we yeah. were talking about. <laughs> salty. The blue and See, salty sometimes language. Where he said, hey, I'm going to tell you what. That was a disgrace out there. I mean, I love that moment, right? Sometimes, uh, where, well, we don't, well, I don't necessarily personally approve of that kind of language, particularly you yeah. know, in public or in Definitely. mixed company. Sometimes definitely. it's the most effective tool of communication, and we need to allow Coach K the leeway to use such language Obviously. when associating with younger players. I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm uh, shocked at the direction of this uh, particular big board. I'm but, not. Uh, where, where do we go in number three? I'm not at all. Number three, the uh, St. Cardinals, on the St. Louis Cardinals, unfortunately losing the first round of the playoffs, and that means Yadier no, Molina's <laughs> career is now over. <laughs> Ken hates the Cardinals. Now, some people are going to say... You even despise Stan Houston. What, what are you doing like, here? He thinks the biggest the St. Louis Cardinals are, I mean, Look, some people are going to say of the St. Louis Cardinals that they are the most annoying team in the sport of Major League Baseball, full of fans with a pompous nature who brag about hair. Their team does it the right way because they don't spend piles and piles of money, unlike some other franchises we can think of, uh, but rather develop players from within and are known for that, you know, doing it on a budget and doing things the right way. Other people, myself included, would say, yes, okay, despite the fact that, you know, they did, in fact, hack the Houston Astros and have a executive who went to prison for that incident. And despite <laughs> the fact that basically performance-enhancing drugs started with Mark McGuire yeah. while he was on the yeah. St. Louis Cardinals, yeah. they're still a fine organization and their fans are fine Midwestern people. They're salty. <laughs> Oh my God! Is number one going to be the Patriots and Tom Brady? Finally, oh finally, <laughs> some people yeah. will say that with his neck tattoos, Yadier Molina looks like a member of MS13, <laughs> and that he couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag. I would point out that he's one of the finest defensive catchers of his generation. Yeah, and that not every Central American who has neck tattoos is actively involved in smuggling fentanyl and humans. <laughs> in the I mean, a complete reversal of form. I, love it. I mean, this is this is Zippy Chippy winning the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> it's great. unbelievable. This is great. <laughs> All right, Yanni Molina, and oh, he does. He retires after a 20-year career, which most people would have deemed brilliant. But uh, as you said, uh, hitting 215 for the last <laughs> seven years uh, hasn't really helped the Cardinals all that much, even though nobody wants to run on him. And again, to those who say he looks like a gangbanger, you know, what can I say? Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. Appearances Stop. aren't always exactly. what they, uh, you can't judge a book. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's number three. Molina ends his wonderful career. Uh, a big Cardinal fan, Fine professor career. here with the big board. The tremendous and, number uh, two. I love this. I love this sweetness and light. I really do. I, I, <laughs> can you get Segreto in the other box there, Louie? <laughs> yeah, where's Segreto? While this is going on. A uh, number two, another very controversial moment or series of moments throughout the NFL, and that is in the wake of Tua's Tagliavoa's injury, the NFL goes to take pains. <laughs> prioritizes <laughs> to ensure player safety <laughs> he has brady and the bullshit is hit ever <laughs> and there are certainly cynics out there who have said things like you're not allowed to hit tom brady yeah like the nfl basically fixed this game on a completely ridiculous call on what was a very just normal sack i would like yeah. to remind you folks that Tom Brady is now 45 years old and going through significant personal problems to the point where, honestly, it looks like the bones in his face might leak through his cheeks at any moment. <laughs> 
I don't think Papillon was as gaunt exactly. as Brady is, though, when he got out of solitary the second time. And he's leprosy. Given his contributions, not just currently, but historically to the game, this is a man who's going to be remembered forever as one of the greats uh, in the history of the sport. Maybe we should go to extra lengths to protect him. And, and his fellow quarterbacks in general. Oh, my God. But particularly Tom Brady. Just in recognition of his legacy. Perhaps if we had been a little more careful with previous quarterback legacy, Brett Favre wouldn't have had to steal $5 million because he would have had an extra year or two to play on the back end. He's going to need to take a really cold shower after this. Holy Bob Kraft, what is happening? He's going to be sick to his stomach for a week after this. Yeah. Is that really the professor? I mean, is this like one of those things, like a Nick Cage movie where he's changed places? I feel like Fisher Molly's really in an entirely new direction here. And that leads us to our number one slide of the week, a man who is in pop culture and has now invaded a new world, becoming very popular with sneakerheads. And that is Ben Affleck while wearing sneaker choice <laughs> while wearing Air Jordan three throwbacks in University of North Carolina colors. Oh my God, it's Carolina. And I would like to say, honestly, what a great decision this is. Obviously, Michael <laughs> Jordan. Great... He hates Carolina. And Michael Jordan. Jordan is, you know, obviously one of the most esteemed athletes in history, very possibly the most esteemed athletes in history, and a giant in the sneak world. And for those who might say otherwise, it is not Michael Jordan's fault that his shoes are constructed using Chinese slave labor. It is not Michael Jordan's fault that political you do nothing about that. It is not Michael Jordan's fault that political prisoners in China have to stitch his shoes with their teeth. <laughs> So when you combine an icon like Michael Jordan oh my God. and no. a, an academic institution like the University of North Carolina, which is held in the highest of regard, <laughs> yes. even as its academic reputation slips a little bit to the point where it is now lower rated than the University of Florida in a couple of places. Um, and then you combine one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history and Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's an example we should all be proud of. And really... How much more iconic when you come to the uh, – when you're talking about America, how much more American can you get than Ben Affleck going to pick up his kids while wearing UNC throwback Michael Jordan's sneakers you possibly it's can? American. From C to signing C, baby. This thing is going to be dissected like there's a Pruder film. Ken's going to be sick to his stomach. Try and figure out what went wrong. He's going to have Praise for Affleck. North oh. Carolina and Michael Jordan, all in, in the, the same. Uh, all in the same. And praise for Shashevsky and Brady. Shashevsky. <laughs> Where's Kraft and Belichick? Hey, for look, you have to make it. You know, when you face yeah. editorial decisions. You have to decide yeah, on a, a direction. Discriminatory, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. I, I think the way. Nazi material would have been more. I was going to say, I'm uh, missing the sure. Nazi shit. <laughs> Brilliant, though, in uh, you know the reversal yeah, form. Uh, that was absolutely that was fantastic. Great. It's oh like you were running God, the bases backwards, great. like Jimmy Pearsall on his 100th home run. That was, uh, that was fantastic. I that. Uh, that was so great. All right, Professor, uh, good luck with your plays. Uh, dogs, are you saying all dogs this weekend? Uh, I'm going to have to get parlay. I'm barking have to... loudly all over the country, baby. I'm going to have to shoot you a text about that parlay. Uh, like uh, Loki? How is Loki? Uh, how are your dogs, by the way? He's Gus, excellent. Still around? Gus, everybody's still, still thriving, yes. 
That is amazing, though, that Gus got ironed, I, I guess. What was that? <laughs> that thing on his back? Your, uh, your dachshund? Yeah, he uh, used to like to crawl under cars. He got up in there and burned himself against something. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, but uh, still He's a tough that. little that's bastard. Great. That was like uh, that's 15 an old dog. years ago. He kept yeah. chugging along. All right, God bless him, man. Uh, it's great to hear they're all okay. All right, Professor, uh, good stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll see you out at the Foundry sometime soon. Yes. Uh, maybe I'll get, like, one of those margarita pizzas that uh, <laughs> you, you and I, you Honestly, Defo, in the spirit of turning over to Leaf, you should give that a, a less critical reassessment. <laughs> I attempt to do that every day, but it doesn't work. I, I never get past noon. It's kind of like my uh, you know, uh, commitment to not gambling anymore. You know, where, I mean, I don't know about you, but I have a voice in my head every day that's uh, screaming, go to the track, go to the track, go to the track, why not? My my voice says different things, but yes, I understand the instinct. You only live once. Don't waste another day. Go to the track. Yeah, your voice is, I love Tom And and I have to fight that. There's a roulette wheel there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a good time. We banged them pretty good that uh, get out uh, after we got out on that one race in uh, Las Vegas. I forget the occasion. We were out there for the derby. Did we just go uh, on a lark? Out there, yeah, uh, taking the derby. Yeah, we went there just for a trip, and it was a year that I'll have another one. Because yes, PC is the only one. PC that was the only one that had the liquor themed horse, and I, I think PC and that other fat guy from Chicago was standing next to him, which is, of course, everywhere PC goes, he meets somebody yeah, from Chicago. So fat guy from I Chicago. I think they were the only two people in the sports book who had it because everybody else is deathly silent, and PC and this guy are just screaming at the TV at the top <laughs> yeah. of their lungs. PC was just actually ordering another drink. He didn't even exactly. know the horse wants, but he was just <laughs> yes. screaming, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody else was stunned and disbelieved, like, oh, where, where the fuck did this horse come from? Well, who is he? But uh, we got out on the last race there, and then you and I, I think, made a nice uh, little plunge on the roulette wheel. Uh, yeah, it got me out, honestly, in. after a terrible yeah. week. PC and I had, like, switched roles that week in that. I could not win anywhere, and PC yeah. couldn't lose. So right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got the out on. The, I got well. I didn't get all the way up, but I got. I got out enough to to do the in and out stop on the way and get a couple of animal styles. Yeah, we there had the go. ultimate situation with back to back numbers uh, on uh, a number that we had a stack on, as I recall, and. You know, I just uh, picked up a bunch of money on that race and I uh, was out for the trip. And, you know, at, at the airport, everybody else had lost on that trip and they were all depressed. And we're there yeah. like passing out in and out burgers. <laughs> <to strangers. laughs> just saying, here, enjoy your flight. Because <laughs> we, we made whatever it was. The driver stopped there and uh, picked up a bunch of food before we got there. All right, Professor, always a pleasure, my friend. Man. And uh, thanks so much for one. being with us. Brilliant today. See you next uh, week. Remember, tremendous. keep things light and positive, Death, guys. Yes. And go well, always see the bright Brady side of life. And yeah. Bella and exactly. Al Affleck. Yes. See yeah, we're going Monty Python. The triumvirate. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the bright side, I mean, there's nobody that looks at oh, the bright yeah. side uh, more strongly yeah, and, and, and more Mayo. sharper focus yeah. than Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet. Oh, my God, what is he going to so, do? Uh, if Ken is hailing Affleck, Krzyzewski, and Brady, what the fuck is Mayo going to do? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're just tuned in the first time, I don't know that you could you're have not had gonna get an that, appreciation not gonna get for what just took place there, even though it was funny in and of its own right. Yeah. Right. If I, it was our unique standalone uh, piece of uh, material, it would have been sensational. But uh, wow, I mean, you, you couldn't despise the people that the professor had more praise for. He doesn't do it on here a lot, so that's why I was trying to throw out stuff just because we we're getting a lot, a lot of new people. But like yeah. off air, yeah, he makes fun of Boston things here. He hates the Cardinals, yeah. like he because Cardinals fa- supposedly they think they made the burger and they made yeah. barbecue chicken. So he thinks that, and they they can't. They think that they're just they do things the right way. So he yes. can't stand the Cardinals organization and Cardinals fans. So that's why that I, I was, was briefly in my lifetime a Cardinal fan. I like the uniforms, 
And then I liked their teams, and they were I winning, of course. So that made it even easier to uh, like them. But, uh, you know, uh, here he is, right? Who didn't want to see Bob Gibson oh, he was great. go out there for a seventh game of a World Series? And also, that Ken thinks Yadier Molina is massively overrated. About. So that's why that was even more funny, too, on top of that. Molina couldn't hit in the beginning of his career, and then he caught he a period better. of time there, though, where his average was up there, like in the 280. 285 range. I think did he not even flirt with 300 yes. one year yeah, in he, terms of batting average? He was a borderline MVP. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he became competent yeah. as a hitter, and he was he's one of the best. He was a sensational uh, defensive catcher, and he was one of those guys that that epitomized what the whole leadership in sports role was all about. Yes, and when he made was, the pitchers uh, better, you know, like the pitchers were better yeah. when he was out there, and and he was a commanding presence. Even if he wasn't, you know, even when he wasn't hitting. And then he really tailed off. This year, he had a very anemic year uh, with the bat. Yeah, he hit like five homers and batted like 210. All right, uh, the Gambling Gourmet, Mike Mayo, going to join us next year. Lots to talk about with uh, Michael Q. Mayo. And, uh, of course, we'll have the Lunchbox Show later on to finish off the week here on South Florida Live. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz, continuing on a uh, degenerate Friday. And it's been very degenerate uh, all the way through. And I have Lawrence's picks, uh, so I'll throw them in there at some point. Lawrence did give picks. They, okay. They, well, they've been well, repeated uh, a lot by this point. <laughs> Everyone seems like Let's not leave the people too. hanging. Go ahead. And, right uh, now. What did Mark Lawrence have? He has oh, uh, two college, two pro games for us. Yeah, I'll do it and he quick. wasn't able to be with us this now. week. So uh, what do you have? You got him? Yes, I do. Uh, need a minute, he, in his college picks, he has. You've heard a lot of these plays already, but we'll just. Penn State, them. yeah. Penn State getting seven over Michigan. USC getting four or getting three and a hook. I want, I just, you know me, I don't okay. do the hooks. Getting four right. over Utah. I'm like your friend Francesco. NFL. You, you got to you gotta use the hook, though. I know. It's a key of barometer. Yeah, well, it really is a big I, difference. I don't know. The Giants okay. getting six over Baltimore. Because, again, the lines change, too, between now and yeah, the okay, next week. So I just round it off. The Giants getting six over Baltimore in the NFL and the Chiefs getting three over Buffalo. Wow, Chiefs at home as a dog. Yeah, that, that's unusual. This is weird for Mahomes. Uh, I, I believe, uh, yeah, first time I would imagine uh, since Mahomes was established. It's been a long time. And uh, I think it goes back beyond that. Uh, here, here's another one for you real quickly, uh, Luby, if you want to trend. Uh, and, and this popped up on uh, one of the broadcasts, I believe the Thursday night broadcast, mm-hmm. that uh, the Green Bay Packers under Matt LaFleur yeah, are 10-0 and against the spread in a game following an outright loss. A straight up loss. Oh, Lang did this. Ten and zero against the spread the following week. So uh, Green Bay is uh, involved in kind of an interesting matchup this week, are they yeah, not? Yeah. yeah. Green, uh, they play in the Giants. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are playing the Giants. No, Jets. They're yeah, playing they the, play Jets, the Jets, and they're they laying the seven and a half. Okay. So they're ten and zero in that spot. Coming yeah. back off of a straight-up loss, loss, which yeah. uh, they lost that game, of course, last week in uh, London. Yeah, All right, uh, we're coming back with the Gambling Gourmet, Mike Mayo, uh, and we'll take it out the door with uh, Michael, and then we'll join him again at 12 o'clock yes, for sir. his own show, the uh, Lunchbox there. And uh, we'll be back with that in a moment. Now that. The time. Everybody loves Penn State in this game, huh? It's uh, 840. It scares the crap out of me. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes, really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. 
Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. All right, so you have the poem. poem. Let's do it. Roses are red, violets are blue. I got DQ'd from the late double. Sorry, no champagne or caviar for you. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet, ladies and gentlemen. The only way to get your morning started is with Depot, joining by Luby. Right here on the Depot Show. I'm not sure if it's good or bad. I mean, what to make of it? Uh, I've never really known how to interpret this. When uh, your friends start showing massive doses of confusion, uh, what do you do? Do you intervene? Uh, do you try to advise them? Uh, do you try to offer any help, or you just uh, ignore it and figure there's really nothing you can do about it? And uh, we've been concerned about Mike Mayo because uh, he has seemed to be confused of late and he joins us right now the gambling gourmet uh, michael how are you you look a little uh for clemson are you okay <laughs> now i'm still in shock from you know seeing the professors oh the professor was wild and i just gotta start off by saying go panthers they're going all the way this year and the just, exactly. i'm such a big fan of doug exactly. sifu that i just I can't help but rooting for this team. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think this is finally the year where, you know, forget about the past. There's not going to be any pressure in the playoffs. They are just going to sail straight through until yeah. they're hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup. And uh, me uh, and Doug Chief uh, looked like the second coming to the comp last night, didn't he? I mean, uh, he, he was brilliant. Yeah, going to be that way all season. <laughs> uh, nice takeoff there. I mean, uh, I, I pictured and envisioned you, and uh, I, I think I, uh, I mean, I, I've joined your side here. Because uh, I, I, I don't know that I'm a big admirer of Doug Sifu either. I didn't have the same kind of experience that you did where he called you out and said that you're an asshole. Essentially, <laughs> what? For all the public to see. It wasn't like yeah, a private weird. thing. Oh, like hey, Mayo, can you lay off us a little bit? <laughs> like on Twitter. Put it out on Twitter, on Trump's account. <laughs> uh, are you going to root against him in every game this year, uh, all through the regular season? Or should we have uh, Sarney was trying to put me up to some bet with you that they would win the Stanley Cup? I've got too many bets going now. I can't even keep a track of yeah, them all. Yeah, the, of the Dolphins and the season they total. And, you know, we still got to go to the uh, Fish Shack, uh, yeah. not our friends at Even Keel Fish Shack. And we still owe you 50 sponsor. bucks from that other uh, thing. I well, no, the fi- the, what, I owed you for something, so I figured we'd go to Fish Shack and finally uh, – uh, check that place out. Maybe try yeah. to do a show there. If, if we actually you know could. That would be cool. But, uh, it'd be but, tough but, to uh, set aside th- uh, the table there uh, okay. during their lunch hour. They, they are yeah, jammed. No, they are yeah. jam packed. Okay, but uh, and we've got to go. We're going to be making a uh, our monthly visit to Even Keel yes. Fish. Shack, oh, beautiful, friend Brad and Dave. But I got to set up the date sometime either next week or the week after that. Um, and uh, yeah, we got to figure out where we're going to be celebrating the Big Four O with Luby on Monday. I know it's Sunday, but a uh, couple of federal, options federal holiday purpose exactly. i was thinking you know i know we've been floating a couple of things how about let's go try some coleslaw at landlubbers are they open for lunch? can we get in there wow and well, how about the break? steamed I vegetables can try. i can talk to which Libby used to recommend in a commercial uh, endorsement uh, where, as you if want. you couldn't get steamed vegetables done that way anywhere it was else. that they had different stuff they had like squash and they had they had like it wasn't just it's usually carrots and like peas they did other things and i thought it was 
interesting. I know how it is, man. I've ad-libbed a zillion commercials in my life, and you're trying to get this thing in in 60 seconds because you don't want to do another take, and, and you don't want to feel like a fool. And once you start stumbling and bumbling, you're there until like uh, you know a half hour after the show. You still haven't got it in the can. And so Luby slips out there, uh, yeah, and then you know what? The steamed vegetables are great, and leaves it in the commercial. I meant it. It was like when Hank used to leave like mistakes, like he, he would record a live spot where he butchered a couple of things, but then he, he used that as a, a live spot in the future, you know, where he's right. supposed to be, uh, you know, actually uh, doing a spot on the air. And meanwhile, he just went to a recording while he went to the bathroom. And uh, but the mistake was still in there. It's which, the same mistake. <laughs> for me, I mean, it'll be like putting a misspelled word in, in a newspaper column and leaving it in there for the syndication people. To it, it gives oh you gosh. that voice of that authenticity that it's really a live spot because yeah, it's yeah. the same mistake. You could like, hear it over yeah. and over. Exactly, it was the same <laughs> mistake. <laughs> you should record with like four different mistakes. Making and new mistakes. Business, uh, yeah. This is the business we have chosen. All right, Michael, uh, hey, uh, you no, had no, some no, very yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I don't no, know where you want to begin here. Before we get going, I just got to, first of all, mercilessly ridicule you, ridicule you, Defoe, because, I mean, really? Hormel chili? And you give me shit about Skyline chili? You're eating Hormel. Oh, Hormel was far superior. (laughs) I'm not saying it was good for you. I mean... Uh, you know what? I mean, Hormel chili out of a can. You don't like margarita pizza in Italy. Uh, you're off the lunch box. I'm replacing you with Brady Quinn. That's it. You're right. Exactly. That won't be the first time. Second time uh, in a year. Now, here's the thing, though. Now, I would not go out of my way at this point in my life to buy a can of Hormel chili. All right? Uh, that Those days are over. I would never okay. even consider it. Okay. But... Uh, and I grew up at a time, uh, you know, when I was at uh, the Q's there and you had the option of going to the vending machine or schlepping outside in subarctic temperatures down a hill where you, you literally, if you were Jean-Claude Keeley, you didn't want to challenge this hill <laughs> to get down to where you had to go to to get to a store which may or may not be open and have whatever it was that you wanted to eat there available to you. So you went to the vending machine and there were two choices of hot foods, uh, both equally horrible. But it was uh, Dinty Moore beef stew in a can or Hormel chili. Uh, these are not good options. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Ron Rivera saying, I, who else do I have besides Carson Wentz? Who, did you not agree with me? He is morphing into Prince Harry, Carson Wentz. Is he not? I didn't know if Meghan Markle was going to come out and tackle this ball. Last uh, night in the game. I think at this point, the queen is a better choice <laughs> at quarterback. Hormel or Dinty Moore? Which way would you go? Neither. Have you ever had oh Dinty Moore? Don't do your drugs that night so you don't have the money. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to be left with that choice. Um, yeah, and then you had to very... hope it actually came out of the machine after you put like dollar ninety five so, in so there and change. Let oh me ask God. you this. Maybe I should save this for the lunchbox. But what is the most disgraceful thing you've ever done eaten food wise? Like like that you are still to this day you look back in shame at yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, well, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll say I eat, I'll eat Taco Bell sober. Like Taco Bell instead of because Taco Bell's really. I don't mind Taco Bell. I, I would rate Taco Bell fair. See, uh, I'll eat it like at two in the afternoon when I have multiple choices. And I will choose sober to eat Taco Bell. I will openly admit okay. to that. Well, I've All got right. three of them, but uh, you know, basically, and one, and neither, none of them are Skyline Chili. To, <laughs> yeah, to, to <laughs> you, you actually like surprise. <laughs> one was, you know, when I was back in college, and yeah, it was late night, and I was a little bit inebriated, and um, you know, I would go 
not dumpster diving, but there was like in the common hall of the, uh, like we had a little kind of uh, hangout area in our dorm and there was these big garbage pails. But on Friday nights, people would toss like pizza and like they would leave pizza in the box, oh, in the but box. it was oh, in yeah. the garbage. In the so I'd go in oh, and I would pick it out up. Of the trash. Yeah. But it was in the and box. And it wasn't it's half eaten slices. They were real. They were like complete whole slices. So it's not like I'm eating other people's, you know, where there's already bite marks. No bite marks. But, yeah. no bite but marks it's still pretty in shameful. The box. No bite marks. Num- in the number box. two. Okay is when i think it, it I, wasn't like you were with uh you know rex ryan's wife right well, didn't he have like bite marks on him or something at some point yeah. uh, that, that, that's disgusting that Albert, you, uh, you became the food critic at the south florida sun sentinel in a steam publication oh my god man. yeah and held that job for years number, and you were number... digging pizza out of the trash <laughs> as yeah. part of your training that, that was my start number two was like i think it was at boy scout camp we used to How'd have you know little... it was not laced with fentanyl i guess that was <laughs> I mean, the 70s, that, the 80s. Yeah. that wouldn't have been a bad thing back in those days <laughs> enjoyable um quaaludes maybe not, not fentanyl yeah number two i was away at boy scout camp we used to have these little sterno stoves and sometimes we would, like hey i would get hungry in the middle of the night because i was uh, that's what i would do but uh i had these cans of chef boy di ravioli but one time i was out okay. of the sterno disgusting yeah uh i just opened up the can the the sterno was out so i had no right. hiding source i just opened up the can of ravioli and just started eating it cold. Uh, nothing people wrong with that, that. that, that no, that's don't. acceptable but people yeah. do that yeah because yeah, it's cooked already right yeah, uh that. chef boyardee highly overrated as a chef I, I don't even know what, what, what school did he go to to read the title of chef <laughs> thief boyardee might have been more appropriate there oh, man. And food of genuine Italian origins there. That was not it. All right. And All right, that's worst, two for two. Worst thing I ever did is I, when I used to go, like, in my younger days, and I would go visit friends, and I had this uh, friend, Lori, uh, like, I would go, it, it just sneak off into people's kitchens, open their fridges, and start eating things out of their fridge. <laughs> Very and, indicative of the, uh, you know, uh, present uh, <laughs> behavior that you've been exhibiting by sticking your finger into everybody else's food. Oh, that's a bad so one time I, I, I go to Lori's apartment. It was down in Brickle at that time. And I see this, this beautiful pan of lasagna there. Nice. I pull it out. I kind of just take a fork to it. I start, like, eating oh, it. Oh, you would even more. take it out and make your – oh, see, that's yeah. – see, you're the worst. I and make Lori comes in. She sees me. She goes, don't eat that. <laughs> this was, like, about January 15th. Yeah. She goes, I made that on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and it was old. It wasn't even fresh. It was well, old. I mean, uh, there's a classic incident. I was having a party, and the professor, uh, quite yeah, the sure uh, chef about himself, this. Uh, I forgot about this. would make all kinds of culinary spectacular uh, dishes and imaginative and uh, bring them. So uh, Luby, who, who at that time, I mean, he couldn't stop himself. If there was food out there, it was worse than Skippy Dog. I mean, he, he was going to devour it. And so he starts uh, slobbering down. Nobody's at the party yet. He's like one of the early arrivals. Up. Right off the train, uh, this thing the professor bought, and uh, the professor starts screaming, no, no, that has to be cooked first. <laughs> and uh, it was raw. some kind of like raw duck that yes. he was sucking down. Yes. Oh, God. No, it was bacon wrapped duck. Yeah. I forgot. I did the raw poultry. Bacon wrapped a raw duck. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, raw bacon and raw yeah. poultry. That's I didn't eat good. it. Uh, I couldn't bite it. But yes, when I was right. really broke, which has been uh, you know, uh, you know uh, too frequently to uh, you know really feel good about, uh, I, I used to really... You know, you, you can only afford like a couple of bucks worth of food, which I don't even know if you could do this for a couple of bucks anymore. But uh, a big Italian bread and, and a jar of ragu spaghetti sauce. 
and that was it. You know, you would just dip the bread into the uh, spaghetti sauce. If you had the opportunity to heat it up, it, it was almost like, uh, you know, uh, sitting outside at a cafe in Rome. I've done when, that. When, when impoverished, when completely impoverished. But uh, say, I've done that except without the bread. I just kind of drink uh, sauce. spaghetti sauce straight from the jar. Yeah, yeah, I, I've done that. Uh, yeah, and uh, last night, uh, speaking of disgusting, and, and uh, maybe you planted the seed in my uh, mind, which is also disturbed, but uh, I, I'm staring in the frozen food section at uh, White Castle sliders. Oh, those are... And I didn't come close to actually reaching in and grabbing a box, but it swept through my mind. Like, hey, uh, how about playing a 10? You know, and you're looking on the track, you see the horse looks pretty good. And I'm thinking, I thought about it, and then I realized there's no chance of bringing those home. Hey, uh, happy stone crab season. Tomorrow is the official start of stone crab season. Now, what are you doing to celebrate? Well, I don't know. First, me and you have to go back to Dania today and hit another score because uh, last week was great. Oh, that was nice. Gambling Gourmet. I mean, obviously, we talked about it on the lunchbox, but we had a final time at a certain paramutual, and Defoe was cashing tickets left and right. He leaves with almost uh, a full dime, and I think you, you uh, keyed that. Uh, you, you keyed that with uh, your two horse, which was yeah. uh, Charlie something. something no, was... something. Sundays with Sandy was Sundays uh, with pick. Sandy. Yeah, and, because you uh, had a friend like... named Sandy. I mean, yeah, brilliant stroke of handicapping genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take what I can Which get. you later exhibited that you do have handicapping expertise with your assessment about that certain sire, and you ended up betting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, a that... fat exacto that paid big uh, eleven, twelve exacto was nice that day. Yeah, no, I uh, sometimes I know what I'm doing. Not yeah. lately on this show when it comes to giving out like uh, football picks and God, ugh. who, who can hit these games though? Who, who really I'm can? Hit to remember, them? yeah, I mean, but it's know. like all my angles are just going up in smoke. I mean, I was. Yeah. Reduced to last week, just going against Notre Dame because I hate the Irish. Just they, yeah. they have a monster game, yeah. and uh, they cover. And so now that poof, there it was. So now I have to go, you know, talk about conflicted. Now I'm all like opposing myself because the only thing I could come up with this week is I hate the Dolphins. I don't like them in any way, shape, or form. And remember, just like two weeks ago when they were we ranked number one in the yeah. ESPN Power Poll, the best football team in all the NFL. Uh, yeah, and then how quickly the worm can turn. Well, here they are, and it's three and three. Looks, it looks in jeopardy. I mean, the eight and a hook is no cinch. No, no I'm, I'm scared. I'm very scared. If Tua comes back and is not effective and he gets his bell rung again, it's over. Uh, I'm, I'm, and so I don't know like, if you can make this out, Michael, or anybody backwards. can. What okay. is it it's what a picture of uh, Mike McDaniel as a potential candidate for coach of the year at 12 to 1. Oh, I thought it was maybe the coach who might first get fired if uh, (laughs) is is a career-ending injury, which you know some people wanted uh, McDaniel's head on a on a platter because of uh, you know that guy. What's his name? Over over uh, reaction. Well, what's great is Fields last night was getting annihilated. Fields was getting annihilated and literally stumbled every time he got up. And, and didn't they question him, him once. <laughs> they didn't take him out. Why once. are there two sets of rules? It's Why fucking is it bullshit. Like, it I'm seems sorry. like the people hate the dolphins. They do. They have a thing for Miami the dolphins in general. It's because we got nice weather. So fuck yeah. it. Yeah. all you all. Enjoy your cold weather and your <laughs> snow and all that. And, but like they just they just make things. They hate us. And you know sometimes I hate myself. But uh, and I hate the dolphins this week. So that's my one pick okay. uh, because now you know. I, you know, the going against the Jets, that doesn't work anymore. Going against Notre Dame, that doesn't work anymore. So now I got to go against the team that I already have, that I've already made a big bet on a, a season win total. I, I'm so going against myself, yes, but this exactly. spot, I'm taking the Vikings against the, uh, 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 whatever his name is, Skylar Thompson. Yep. And, Skylar uh, Thompson, yeah. Skylar, yeah. Skylar, so, I, I'm no. thinking, uh, you know, this is where, uh, you know, the horse, uh, you know, reverses back to a previous form. 
and uh, you know just follows the protocol. That uh, you know th- this is uh, a different story than uh, having that uh, you know forty-eight and change uh, breezing workout. Now, now you're in there with the big boys, and uh, I don't know that Skylar Thompson is going to hold up as well as as people think. Not, not over uh, the long haul. No, uh, he started to unravel a little bit after he was in the oh, ball yeah, the game. Oh, uh, yeah, that fourth quarter. Yeah, you want to see your quarterback who's kind of new and getting his first, uh, you know, feet uh, yeah. wet, wet the toes in the water that you get better as the game goes on, and he got yeah, worse, he worse and worse. And that yeah, these guys are under uh, immense pressure, too. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if, is the blocking more porous than ever? Because it does seem like uh, on every other snap, the quarterback's running for his life and well, often they're getting hurt, buried. Right? They got everybody the banged up. Three guys yeah. they got the injury bug, and we're only in uh, the middle of, what, Six. the week five? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. A, yeah. it's 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 Seven, not eight. good. If that, that'll drop the Dolphins to three and three, though, if uh, they lose this right. ball game. Which, uh, I, I'm with you on this, uh, which is scary because everybody's in agreement that uh, Minnesota is uh, going to handle the Dolphins. Now, you know, the danger is always there. Because even uh, as boring as last night's game was, I don't know if you were inclined to watch that atrocity, but uh, I had a small amount of betting action on that game and my heads up uh, booking uh, proposition with my friend Francesco. He handed me the commanders. And I mean, <laughs> Every he's time terrible. So funny. He's terrible. He oh, he, he's, he's on a horrible streak right now. Which is good. Why did he still do it? He's weird. Oh, we do it all season. He may come back. Look, uh, I mean, uh, these things can sometimes even out. So, I mean, okay. you can't get. You know, too high on yourself. I mean, he's he's down 11 units so far in the season, 11 okay. under 500. All right. But but that's across. I mean, uh, you know, altogether probably bet almost 100 games by now. My All brother, right, so. he won the uh, the pool. They have a weekly pool at Gulfstream, and uh, he went like 14 and uh, like uh, 14 and one, or uh, I mean, yeah, I guess they do it going into the weekend games. They don't count the Thursday games. But yeah, yeah. he won. He took home the Gulfstream pool. So nice, congratulations man. to Earl Mayo. I don't know how much he won, but. Uh, uh, that's always good. And, um, yeah, it's going to be another good weekend. Stone Crab season starts. I need to make a score in order to be able to fa- uh, afford a pound of Stone Yeah. Crabs. How and, much do uh, you think they're going to go for it? Because well, I'm, I'm into the jumbo. I want the jumbos. I, I don't want to mess around with well, something. If you want small. jumbos, you better yeah. hit the pick five that's that like pays $125,000. You think they'll be like, what, $80 a pound more? Yeah. Well, okay. Opening week, there's already it's already ridiculous pricing because there's big demand to get oh, the yeah? first catch. And, you know, the, the ones that come in, you know, they, they pull the traps up tomorrow. The 15th is the first day they can do it. Uh, it hits the markets, uh, you know, usually some of them have trucks coming in, but again, these, these fish markets close on, uh, you know, early. So the ones that are open Sunday, will have the fresh catch Sunday restaurants usually use frozen supplies for the first two or three days, including Joe's stone crab. So I wouldn't get any stone crab in a restaurant unless you specify they actually, you know, they, they show you that it's really fresh that, you know, on Monday, I guess you could get some fresh ones in restaurants, but, uh. Uh, to answer your question in my long-winded fashion, uh, yeah, pr- expect to pay about sixty-five a pound for jumbo. Sixty-five Jesus. a pound, wow! It's crazy. Used to uh, you get five pounds for seventy-five dollars uh, straight off uh, you of know, jumbos. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were jumbos. Uh, I remember was, uh, when years I first, ago, yeah, yeah, when I first moved here, mediums were like six ninety-nine a pound, and large yeah. was like. Uh, eleven ninety nine a pound. Now we're up to you know mediums. You're lucky if you can find them for like the opening week twenty five dollars a pound, and the larger forty dollars. Are you buying them off some guy with a white van on the side of the road? <laughs> he disappeared. I don't know what happened. He used say. to be on the uh, side. Be on Sample Road on my way home on uh, Saturdays, and uh, you know I'm reluctant no to patronize this sort of establishment. No, no, he gets okay stuff. Um, uh, 
you know, I usually go to uh, either Delaware chicken seafood and uh, again, but their pricing has been so. It, there's no, there's no such thing as a cheap stone crab. You'll you dive know. in there though. You're, 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 you're going to take advantage of the fact it's that it's a stone crab. Uh, I, I've those... given up on it, and and you know I like them. Well, I've heard you trash them. One. I heard no, you say I, I that. I believe they're overrated. Uh, you know, as a food substance, and that's uh, a, that's a valid yeah. opinion. I happen to think that when you get them, the height of season sweetness, you know, and again the stone crab, they're fine. They, I, I enjoy they, they eating. They pull them off. They pull off the claws on the boat. They throw the crab yeah. back into the water. Um, they steam them on the boats, and then you serve them chilled. So they're cooked. You know, the, it's not like you're eating on a raw product. Yeah. But you eat them cold, and not everybody loves the, uh, the the I guess the flavor. It can vary. Some of them are really dull. Some yeah. of them are absolutely sweet and delicious and soft and flavorful and come right out of the shell. And you squeeze a little lime on them and you dunk them in that butter, and it's nothing better. But to me, it's just it's a marker that summer is almost over. Hurricane season is almost over. End, yeah. We've made it through. Let's celebrate, pop open a bottle of champagne, have a couple of stone crab claws, and just be thankful that we're alive, you know, because it's... Yeah, you're more moment. back to your, uh, I mean, other than that last statement, you're more back to being yourself here. <laughs> where you're going with champagne and stone crabs as opposed to that disgusting, frozen skyline chili. At least go to the place, Mike. At least, you know, spend the time. I know it's on the west side of town. Just go to the actual establishment where, you know, okay, if you're going to eat this sort of thing, at least, it, yeah, you know, at, look, at its maximum uh, possibilities in terms of taste and flavor. I'm a man of extremes and a man of conundrums. Don't try to figure me out. I can't figure myself out. I try no. every day. So that's very uh, conflicted lately. Very confused. All right, Michael. We'll see you what twelve o'clock today. Oh yeah, and I got to give one shout out because uh, Jack Studiali, we love uh, tropical great America, but, yeah. But he's been listening to the show. He's been finding us on the video stream now, which go. is good. Oh, because, good. You know, yeah, great. somebody of his generation, it's like you. It's like, you know, they're used to the radio. And I was telling him, no, we're, you know, we're migrating to the, uh, Visual, baby. the video. Visual. So he actually caught yesterday's show, and he just he texted me yesterday. He's like, wow, that was pretty intense because we were talking about the verdict. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then I, I kind of was uh, – I was wishing him well because he's going on a, a cruise, actually nice. down the Mississippi, ending up in New Orleans with his nice. wife, cool. uh, uh, starting next week. Well, the Mississippi running the show, but then <laughs> his last comment to me uh, was, uh, uh, "I better check on the price of our seltzer." <laughs> <laughs> You become such a fetching old Jew. He, got, he I mean. said, "I got to see if we're charging for it." I guess at one point uh, there was a debate internally. Him and his uh, his uh, 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 son-in-law, who was part of the uh, crew running the place, Michael, a few years ago, they were going back and forth about whether they should charge for soda water or not. I don't know what the ultimate decision is, but when I get back there, I'm going with the crew on Tuesday night again to Tropical Acres. I'm going to suss out what their seltzer. <laughs> The thing that won't go away. You know what, I, 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 I don't mind die. if the place charges for it, but what are they going to charge? Well, my, my answer to Jack was, Jack, yeah. when I'm in your place, your drink and wine places are so reasonable. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm never ordering a soda water yeah, at your right. joint. So, uh, but, but really, I mean, you're, you're speaking about, an, you know, the old Jews and, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that, uh, you know, some people perceive this place to be just comprised entirely of senior citizens. You, you are, are more acting like one than anybody. <laughs> With this obsession with drinking seltzer all the time. Who the hell is drinking seltzer? I hate I'm it. an old soul. Shirley I've loves a, it. I hate it. It's the I was worst. Before my no, the kids are loving it. And you Shirley know, there's a Facebook it. group that's devoted. I'm going to make you join. I'll send you an invoice. It's it's this kind of a 
Facebook group that just talks nothing about seltzer, and people have videos of them opening it up and pouring it, and you get the fizz. And uh, it's very yeah, you know what the worst is though? Uh, this like Lacroix stuff. Have you tried that? Flavored, yeah, like right. artificial flavoring of something yeah. in you know like peach and uh, lime and horrible. I mean, if you're going to have seltzer, s- sucks. But my new favorite in a can is Polar or Polar. I don't know. Oh how yeah. You what about it. High Noon? But Are you drinking High Noons? Oh, that's the alcohol ones. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's after one. Yeah. And sugar. Mustang but, is buying no. cans of those. I mean, oh, yeah. on a conveyor belt, she's drinking. <laughs> I see. She's <laughs> slugging it down at the tip the other day. That was yeah, good. Yeah. Good for her. Um, no, but the. Uh, yeah, Polar canned plain seltzer, no flavorings. And it comes out, like, when you get those cans nice and cold and you pour it over a little bit of ice and it's fizzy and you just – it's like Alka-Seltzer. It's beautiful. It'll clear up any <laughs> I tell you what I, I actually have a craving for uh, from uh, our uh, one of our fine sponsors, Wicked Cheesesteaks, was oh, yeah. boiling, boiling uh, black cherry boiling soda. Boiling black cherry. Yeah, boiling Man, that was great. That's a good product. In a bottle, I mean, uh, you know, and I, I'm thinking it tasted much better because it was in a bottle as opposed to a can. Because, uh, you know, it had one of those old school bottles. And uh, I, I don't know, where does that originate from? I, I, I don't, I, I'm sure really? I've seen it before, but, I, I, you know, what, what what area of the country are they making? I don't know. I have to find out where Boylan is from, but it's a very yeah. good product. Yeah, really good. yeah, I'm a Dr. Brown's fan, but, uh, you know, that, that was that was terrific. It really was. Wicked cheesesteaks, Port Lauderdale. Yeah, all right, so that. see you at 12 o'clock today. You're going to be all right? Well, I'll be all right. Yeah, I'm uh, ready to you go. seem in a very, very festive mood by, uh, you know, normal Mayo standards. You must have just <laughs> dropped your daughter off. Oh, no, she drives to school herself now, right? No, no, no. I dropped her today, and then uh, I'm actually meeting an old friend uh, who's in town for breakfast over at Bake Shack. Uh, so nice. I'm oh, nice. Loaded up oh, with sugar. I'm, so I'm hoping to repeat. You know, like gamblers of superstition. I, I, I stu- a superstition. Oh, the same. Yeah, I want to repeat the same routine. Yeah. Have a little uh, meal at Bake Shack. Get loaded up with the carbs and sugar, and then uh, try to uh, make a little score over at the. Uh, it was a nice scene down there at uh, Daniel Highlight for uh, the uh, simulcasting. Very quiet and not a lot of uh, disturbance, and uh, had everything that you needed in front of you. And you could buy a racing form in there. There was cash available at the ATM. And options, if you were going to gamble on other things like you and did. Right ah, across the, the street. Table. My bank with my ATM, I could save the extra $4 service charge. If there I you go. You could that. afford a, afford a seltzer. So all right. Bo- uh, Boylan, by the way, started, of all places, Patterson, New Jersey. So there New you Jersey? go. Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson, New Jersey. There is no way that soda comes from Patterson. It's where it says it originated. I don't know about wow. outside of that. Well, where are they Ruben Hurricane that? Carter, man. That, that whole story was from Patterson. So that's where it originated. All right. Uh, Michael, we'll see you at 12 o'clock today. And uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Good stuff. Uh, Luby, always a lot of fun. Well, it was, uh, I, I think, a very productive uh, Degenerate Friday here. Yes. That's a picks. The consensus seemed to be the same picks uh, on a couple of games. <laughs> uh, Minnesota picks. seemed to be an overwhelming favorite. Penn State seemed to be an overwhelming favorite. Clemson yeah. uh, seemed to be an overwhelming favorite as well in, in terms of uh, the plays that people gave out on the show. So, uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to prosper. following <laughs> <laughs> that. It's always a kick. I, I, I like to go back. I, I'm, a, you know, one of those post-race handicappers, too, and, and see how people did because uh, we're into accountability here. And uh, then you go back and you're thinking, this guy had to be crazy to make this pick. So uh, the game last night, which uh, you couldn't blame anybody either yeah, way. right? Horrendous. If you like the Bears in that ball game, where you really, won. I mean, can, can you call yourself an idiot? I mean, they had three no, trips they inside the five that covered. resorted in no points. Resulted in a Should have dominated eight. the game on a scoreboard, no? And, yes. and uh, Carson Wentz, who is looking like Prince Harry, is yes. he not? Yes, he's horrendous. He, he takes the hat off, it's Prince fucking Harry. like him, yep. Okay, so uh, here are nine guys uh, from last night's game. 
Uh, first guy has Bears, then Commanders, Commanders. That's uh, two to one. Bears, uh, two two. Three, four, four more Commanders. Uh, they all favored the Commanders in that game. And they were right in the end. They all got yeah. lucky, man. You, yeah, you got exactly. as lucky as hell if you won that game, yeah. Commanders, last night. <laughs> guy muffs a punt at the five yard line. And uh, then on top of that, went with the chance to go up eight, the guy shanks a field goal and uh, kicks it wide left. Uh, now, uh, you know, at. Uh, they, uh, they got the ball at the 30, I guess, 8, 36-yard line. Go right down the field in a couple of minutes with just, like, one timeout remaining. And they're at the five-yard line with uh, more than enough time to run all four plays if they're going to use all four downs and not get into the end zone. And, I mean, just a series. of uh, I mean, Pass interference blatant on the third down play. Yep. Guy's got his arm tangled up inside of the receiver. No call, no flag. Yep, yep. And, and the Bears are at home. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Fields hits a guy, and he bobbles the ball while he's in the end zone. Been a touchdown, he's yep. beyond the plane, and, and he gets knocked back because yep, uh, there, there's no more force outs. Yep. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't actually catch the ball in, in the end zone. Yep. You know, by the time he got control, he was at the, like, half-yard yep. line, and that's yep. how you lose on the fourth down. That was bad. So, I mean, uh, no need to reach for the cyanide <sighs> caps. It's not like you were an idiot. But, but many of these games are coming down to it. NFL – I'm beginning to believe uh, next to impossible by comparison to the colleges. And yet, if you look at these uh, guys that I follow in the New York Post, which they give you plenty of them. So it's not like you're only you know, looking at one person's selections and saying, wow, this guy's a lunatic. Uh, most of the uh, handicappers are doing far better in the pros than they are in college so far this year. So uh, picking the impossible, for some reason, people are having success at and, uh, you know, trying to go ahead and. You know, dissect and, uh, you know, uh, find some kind of a deduction you can make from the obvious. They're getting hammered. <laughs> Honestly. So. We'll see. There you go, man. That's our Kung Fu lesson on a uh, Degenerate Friday. All right. Uh, thanks to uh, everybody who appeared on the show. Yes, sir. Uh, Mike Mayo, a uh, great job. Uh, of course, the professor who was uh, on his A game today, as usual. And uh, the Greek uh, joined us. Mark Lawrence had his selections. He'll probably be with us physically next week. Yeah, next week, yep. Uh, for Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Subscribe, man. South Florida yes, Live. We need yes. it. Let's go. Yeah. It's all about numerology in this game. Oh, uh, and today, uh, check out know. our Believe. Yesterday, uh, first of all, check out Brandon Lang. Who pretty much oh, yeah. had the same plays of everyone else, but he was nice. fun. So check him out on our Believe from yesterday. Also, Mo Rocca, who hosts the podcast Mobituaries. He's also on CBS Sunday Morning. He does a lot of things. You see his face, you know he is. Mo Rocca is a part of that episode, I believe. And today, the guest will be Scott Atkins, action star. He's been with Jean Claude Van Damme. Has a, Very uh, nice. He has a movie out right now on Netflix with Jimmy Fox. And he's a part of the John Wick series that is actually going to have a new film in 2023. Scott Atkins. How'd you get a big shot like that on here? It's one of those seven-minuters, so you don't get anything out of him. But it was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So check that out, The Believe. You got seven minutes with this guy, and go! (laughs) B-L-E-A-V.com. It's uh, always a little bit weird, man, because we like long-winded conversations. That's what we're all about here on the show. All right, we'll see you at 12 o'clock. Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. Mayo Man returns. And uh, we'll we'll have that for you at 12 o'clock here on South Florida Live. And uh, as uh, Luby mentioned, that's B-L-E-A-V, the podcast. That, uh, today is, uh, is sounding like a sensation. Yeah, I fun. mean, uh, it sounds like a veritable spectacular. All right, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. From Mike Luby, Luby, I'm Jeff DeForest, and we'll see you next time as we leave you now that. The time. I believe it's uh, Friday already, man. Time's flying, man, Luby. I don't know if it's going that way for you at 40. It is. It it's is. 71, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the clock is ticking, man. I'm on bar time here. It's on uh, 9-11. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look what they've done to my show.